get a mates WWE Hall of Famer here, Bushwhacker Luke, and I'm on WPOV Global. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I am uh, your reigning, undisputed, universal host for the evening, the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson, Mr. T. James Logan, uh, conspicuous by his absence. I'm not exactly sure where he is, but uh, hopefully he's doing well and we wish him the best. With us, though, as always, the man, the myth, the legend. No, he can't be the legend because that's T. James Logan. The man, the myth, the gentleman, Mr. Elio Canellis. Elio, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Good, good. A man of many words, as usual. Yeah. All right, well, before we get the show started, because today is November 11th that we're doing this, uh, it's Remembrance Day here in mm -hmm. Canada. It's Veterans Day in the States. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all of those uh, in the past and in the present who've, uh, who've you know, given their lives, given the service, uh, you know, have given their all to protect all of us and our freedoms. One of those uh, amongst us from the WPOV family, Mr. Tony Diaz. So to him, to all the veterans, to everybody listening that's uh, currently serving, has served, uh, we thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done because without you, heck, we probably wouldn't be able to do a show like this. Yep. So, so thank you very much. All right. Uh, before we get to tonight's AEW Dynamite, we've got some housekeeping, some of our things that we have to take care of. First and foremost, uh, this past Saturday night, AEW Full Gear pay-per-view. Uh, yes. We reviewed that in our aftermath show. I think generally, Elio, I think we could say it was a, it was a, it was a good show. It was definitely a, a step above uh, what they normally put on for TV. It was good, and uh, I have to say, um, when I when I was saying like I didn't like the barbed wire, it's because when I when I was in, when WB was in the after there, it's like you saw it every week almost, and like after that, it, it wasn't special anymore. This this time, I kind of didn't mind it because it's like okay. once in a while. Yep, yep. Yep. And you know what? When we get to uh, later on in the Dynamite show, I'm actually going to reference back to the uh, the barbed wire because there was something that I noticed this weekend, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Okay. Um, how about, do you have the grades in front of you? We have the, the poll for the overall grades of the pay-per-view. For the poll, let me get the grades here. We had 43% gave the pay-per-view an A. Yep. 29% uh, uh, gave the pay-per-view a B and a C. They were both equal. So 29, 29. And 0% uh, gave it a D. All right. Well, that's good. So so no uh, no horrible grades, no failing grades for the pay-per-view. Oh. Uh, I think overall, it was one thing I will point out for some of the sharper listeners that may be listening. Uh, it was the 43 and then 29, 29. If you add that up, I think that's like 102, 103%. So I think just with the system that we use, the rounding of it may have rounded up. So I think if you do 42%, 29%, 29%, that gives us an even 100 so if there's any sticklers out there, uh, don't panic. That's uh, we, we, we noticed that. We took care of that. Uh, and it's fair. I mean, I, I think a lot of you that saw it you know, overall gave it a, a solid rating, thought, thought it was a solid show. Uh, but at the same time, 
you know, if we take that kind of B and C and put that as kind of the average above average grade, it seemed that more of you thought that that was kind of an average above average show, which was kind of in line with which what we thought. So kudos to you for that. All right, full gear. We, if you want to do any, any more, if you want to listen to any more of that, please check out our aftermath show WPOV aftermath where we covered full gear uh, in full. Uh, next up, we have our hot topic, Elio. What was our hot topic? What was the results? Our hot topic for this week was, does John Silver deserve a singles push? And the options were yes, no, or who? <laughs> and, and what were the results, my friend? <laughs> so the results were 44% said yes, 28% said no, and another 28% and also said who? <laughs> All right, so 44%. Yeah. Do we have any comments or anything like that? Is there any, uh, any feedback that uh, let's you can touch the, on? Let's see the comments. Well, while you're one. looking, while you're looking, I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a believer in John Silver. I was actually the one that's kind of suggested this topic. I enjoy what I've seen with him from the past. To me, he's someone that I think sticks out, uh, sticks out from the dark order. It kind of just sticks out from the show in general. Uh, I think he makes the most of the time he's given. He's got a lot of energy a lot of charisma and uh i think in time given the right storyline which these days i'm almost kind of wondering with AEW, but I, I think given the right right platform i think he could be a breakthrough star okay and i have i do have one comment okay from rick serrano the third oh fabulous <laughs> what does mr rick serrano the third have to say so rick says who Oh, you're talking about Marco stunt on steroids. Hell no, he doesn't deserve a singles <laughs> run. How about the guy who runs the Dark Order? Where the hell is Brody Lee? All right. Well, first of all, let's consider the source. It's Rick Serrano the <laughs> third. Uh, second of all, Mr. Rick Serrano the third, I will agree with you on where is Brody Lee. I that, that's uh, part of my part of my issues with with AEW and, and inconsistencies and I understand that they only have two hours of uh, programming I'm not going to include dark um, yeah no we haven't heard from him in a while that's that's a very valid point as to who and hell no he didn't really give any reasons why so he just said no so you know what I'm not really going to touch on that anymore because if, if you're not going to give me anything else to really work with Rick Serrano then uh, I'm not going to give you the time of day how do you feel about that, Elio? He didn't answer the question. Yeah, he didn't really answer the question. He just, no. He didn't really get back it up. So you know what? Uh, I, I know you could be somewhat of a talker, so it kind of disappoints me that uh, you could just say no and then not even attempt to try and back it up. So Rick Serrano III, do better. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to give you my uh, take on this. Yes, please. I didn't, okay, I was never a fan of the Dark Warner from when they we, we first saw them on the AEW. And right. uh, I don't know what to think of John Silver, and uh, I didn't know what to think of him, but um, seeing him lately with the showing like more personality than the rest of them, I can definitely see him moving away, moving away from the Dark Order and going on his own. Right, like maybe like like a mid card kind of singles push. I wouldn't put him at the, I wouldn't put him at the top. Yep. But like I, I can see him in mid card. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kind of like a mid upper card baby face. What? <laughs> what? What is what? going on? What is going on here? What? What? Are, why are you? I thought you weren't going to be on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I was, and I sent you an email, and then you sent me <laughs> one saying we were going to do a live feed from the Unicorn Bar down at the beach, and that I had to dress up, and we were going to do something live there. 
What the hell, Swole? Is it a new day? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not stuck in this stupid unicorn. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Okay, okay. For those of you listening that are not actually getting any video feed here, our uh, our esteemed co-host, Mr. T. James Logan, who told me he wasn't going to be on the show, uh, showed up in a very colorful unicorn-inspired attire. Uh, I, you know, I, I sent you that email, but then I sent you the other email not too long after that, saying, you know what, scrap the idea just because it's it's a little bit cold outside, so we're not going to do the beach thing. We're just going to do our regular show. You didn't I got get one email. I got one email. <laughs> Elio, did you get the second email? I got the second email. Well, obviously you got the second email because you and I were doing the show. You guys suck. You guys really suck. You seriously well, you know didn't get a second. You did seriously didn't get a second email. Did you check your junk folder? You guys are junk. Fine, fine. Well, you know what? I'm here. Let's let's do this show. Fine. Okay, so you're actually doing the show with us. You're actually here. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually here. Do we have to start all over again? Then or are we just going to pick up and go from here? Just pick up from where you guys are going. I'm listening. I'm in. Okay, so Elio, uh, we're going to stop at this point as to our new hot topic about why T. James Logan uh, is better. (laughs) He's not on today's show. So we'll just scrap that completely then. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, let's go to, uh, how about our interdimensional... Uh, interdimensional <laughs> pole. Let, let's, let's, I'm sorry, I'm okay. a little thrown off here. Let's, so, let's, let's so our intergalactic, interdimensional, promotional, whatever you want to call it, we have, we have Sammy Guevara versus Sammy Zane. The Battle of the Sammies. The Battle yes. of the Sammies. And let's see, the results here, 78% went with Sammy Zane, while 20% went with Sammy Guevara. So sorry, was it 78%? 78, went, 78 went with Sami Zayn. 22% went with Sami All right. As, as, how about for me extending the the olive branch, the proverbial olive branch of, of friendship, uh, my, my friend, why don't you go first uh, and give us your thoughts on uh, Sami versus Sami? And by friend, you mean Elio? Well, I didn't say You son. didn't say who I, your I, friend was. I didn't, I didn't say my son. <laughs> I said my friend. <laughs> um. You know what? Uh, this is a this uh, pretty good matchup, pretty interesting matchup. Uh, a young guy who's uh, only been a couple of years around versus a guy. I mean, what's what's uh, Sammy's been around at least fifteen years, I, I would think. I, mean, I think so. Yours is El Generico all across the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really think about it, um, I really think some people might talk. And I, I'm going to take this whole career into thing. So I'm even thinking of back of El, El Generico and everything on the way. I'm going to have to go with Sami Zayn because I think uh, he has a great body of work. And unfortunately, a lot of people say, well, he's really tied to the hip with Kevin Owens through all those 15 years. Yeah. Uh, but I think Sammy Guevara, I mean, he's going to be a great heel, right? He's got that face. You want to punch every time you yep. see him, you just want to punch him in the face, but, and he's, obviously very very athletic but i i just don't know and i don't want to sound like i'm dumping on AEW, but uh he's definitely not getting the exposure that Sami Zayn has gotten the last couple of years at wwe and uh i just think wwe has has made him much more of a rounded wrestler so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with Sami Zayn on this one all right uh elio how about you Yep, I'm going with Sami Zayn, much uh, like uh, what TJ said. His body of work outside of WWE, like he's been ROH, he, El Generico, uh, he's uh, been around for a long time. Sami Guevara is still relatively new. Like we, I've, I first saw him 
when we were watching ML, MLW. So I'm going to, and uh, he still needs uh, work. So I'm going to go with uh, Sami Zayn on this one. All right, so Sami Zayn, two for two. I'll complete the trifecta and make it three for three with Sami Zayn. Uh, similar reasons. I think overall body of work to this point, it's kind of tough to, you know, unfortunately kind of gives a short end of the stick to, to Sammy Guevara in that respect. Uh, you know, Sammy or El Generico, a greater body of work. Uh, I think if we didn't have the pandemic, Sammy's promo work in the last six, eight months or whatever, I think has been awesome to me. He's been a heel, heel, a heels heel. I love it. Uh, the finish they had with their, uh, that ladder match, I think was was brilliant. It was different, and so I don't know how much of a role he played in that. But I mean, this the fact that it was you know him kind of playing it out and coming out the victor, I thought was was great. Um, Sammy, yeah, it, it's be interesting to see in time what AEW does. One thing that's kind of stuck out to me, I remember early on, Chris Jericho, and, and I get you know you're trying to put guys over and stuff, but uh, the early days of AEW in the inner circle, I remember. Chris Jericho saying is like, oh, he reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero. Uh, that to me was a stretch, <laughs> and I, I, to me that's like, like, whoa, that's really putting the uh, the cart before the horse mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. So, I, I, I mean, those are incredible shoes to fill. So I hope that doesn't, you know, kind of stick for Sammy. He can develop on his own. Um, and the other thing, though, to his credit, as much. Uh, TJ, as you said about him being, you know, the, the heel that you just kind of want to want to punch. Recently, the the tag match with uh, with the, who was it? Was it was the inner circle? Was it Jericho and Sammy? Who who was it that fought Wardlow and MJF? Oh, that was uh, Ortiz uh, that was and uh, Ortiz and Sammy. Yeah. Ortiz and Sammy. Yeah. And I mean, and they were they were more the baby faces in that role. Mm-hmm. And I remember commenting then. I thought that you know Sammy could have tremendous potential as a baby face. Yeah, which it's great. So I mean, that gives him you know the versatility. Versatility, yeah. To be a baby face or a heel. So you know what? Maybe down the road we can look back and go, wow, you know, maybe we're wrong. But for now, I think uh, Sammy Zayn for the the threepeat amongst us. And, and that being said, uh, the only thing that would have changed my mind on this whole thing is if Sammy Guevara was 15 pounds heavier yeah, and still wrestled at the way he is. I just think he's too small to really, and it's not a, a world of small men making it big. And Sammy Zayn got lucky that he really had the talent to, to for people in WWE to look at him. That just makes it even harder for Sammy Guevara being a very light, smaller guy yep. in, in a big man's world. So I, I, no, I would agree with you. And the other thing right now too, you know, something we, we touch on is, is again, right now only two hours of programming for, for AEW guys only have so much time, you know, and you got to make the most of the time you're given. And, uh, but if you're not given that time, <laughs> mm-hmm. what can you do? <laughs> All right. That takes care of our, uh, interdimensional intergalactic. Oh, we, do, we, do, we do have some comments. We have some we comments. Have comments. All right. We let's do. go to the comments. So Clay Cummings says, I would have to say Sami Zayn on this one. I feel Guevara still has a lot to learn and Zayn has proven himself as a wrestler. To me, Zayn is a lot more entertaining as well. Okay. Thank you, Clay Cummings, for that. Makes hey, sense. Chris Searle says, oh, Sami versus Sami. I got Zayn more seasoned and has all the tricks up his sleeve. Yep. And Mark Torres says it would be a hell of a fun match, but I got to go with my boy Sammy Zane on this one. Give them 20 minutes and they're going to tear the house down. Yeah, that's and fair. I, I agree with that. 
And last comment, Josh Sanders says, Sammy Zane, he is a seasoned vet by now and better on a mic and doesn't go around hurting people like Sammy Guevara. Wow. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least uh, amongst the comments and amongst all of us, it's a pretty unanimous Sammy Zayn for the win. And, and again, I think, like, you know, we all kind of touched on it. It goes back to that experience being the, you know, and the large body of work that Sammy Zayn has compared to Sammy Guevara. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we'll take a short break and then we're going to start our review of AEW Dynamite. Is that what we're going to do, Elio? Yes, sir. All right. Hang tough. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to WPOV Global. I'm the Lone Wolf, Andy Anderson, along with the very colorful Mr. T. James Logan, <laughs> the gentleman, Mr. Elio Canellis. Uh, before we get looking to tonight's AEW Dynamite episode, uh, we got lots of merch. We got shirts, we got everything. I, I'm usually not one to plug these. Uh, Elio or, or TJ, do you guys wanna? We got uh, t-shirts available. We have four different colors uh, for WPOV and we have one WPOV Global that you can find at prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling POV. You know what? I just want to quickly say before we go forward, sorry yes. guys, I know this is a surprise I popped on. Uh, originally, and there was a surprise for these guys too that I popped on. Um, I had been traveling across the mountains. I had no idea if I would get back to even watch, uh, watch uh, Dynamite. Uh, somehow flukely everything I got back at 6.15. So I sat back and, and caught up on the PVR and thought, oh, I'll just jump in and and, and uh, join the fun. So that they're legitimately surprised I'm here. I, I, I said, Andy, you guys are gonna have to run this week because uh, I, I just don't know if I'll make it back. So, but go on, let's, let's do this, AEW Dynamite. Dynamite! All right, AEW Dynamite. Uh, our show opens up with TJ's favorite team Taz coming oh God. on. <laughs> God, they're bad. Taz for the promo. Uh, amongst other things, he points out that the face of TNT, Darby Allen, uh, is sitting up in, in the bleachers there. Uh, he also tells us that uh, Brian Cage is going to actually wrestle on AEW Dynamite and defend. It was, it was in you mean, FTW. You mean he, he's actually going to wrestle. What was he doing uh, up to now? Yeah. He was just he, he was he was appearing more than he was yeah. wrestling. And yeah. as much as they referenced the FTW belt, it was not up for grabs. Okay. <laughs> so why does it even why does it even exist? Yeah. So he exactly. was gonna run. Well, as Taz says, it's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's lifestyle. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, then let's uh, take a look at this opening non-tight, non-FTW title match yeah. <laughs> between uh, Brian Cage and Mr. Matt Seidel. Uh, Mr. T. James Logan, sir, what did you think of that match? Um, well, I have some notes to wrote down. Um, yep. I noticed that I, I kind of liked the opening part with Taz because he really did put over Matt Seidel, who I think needed it yep. because they kind of just threw him away a couple weeks ago. Um, but the, the match was okay. I mean, you never really had that feeling at all that Sedell had much of a chance here. He seemed really overwhelmed a lot. Um, but there's one thing I freaking hate, okay? And this what is, I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna bring this up every match I see this on national television. Mm -hmm. But when you jump up and slap your thigh super hard right into the camera and you can see, <laughs> the camera can see you slapping your thigh to make that noise, you're gonna get called out. Brian Cage does, uh, you know, a jumping insecurity kick in the corner to uh, Sedell slaps his thing as hard as he can. So, do, so, like, so do we have a new entry for the book? 
I don't know. You guys, should we do entry? Should we do a section of, of thigh slapping? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to create a new chapter in the book. Every person who we catch slapping a thigh to make a move on national television, if we see you make the slap, you get caught. Not only do you go in, but the cameraman who recorded it goes in because that's some sloppy shit. Hey, okay? You know that's what? Sloppy. That's not the cameraman because the cameraman is just recording what's there. That, mm -hmm. That's on the producer, the director. Okay, then the, the, the okay, somebody else, there are people going in, but you guys, yeah. come on. You guys <laughs> saw that. It was so bad. Like it was so, it wasn't even like, oh, I caught it out of the corner of my eye. It was like, boom, slap, kick. Ah. It kind of reminds me of the the Iggy that Phoenix gave Penta during their match. I don't know if you guys yep. that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that one too. Yeah. But right. uh, like I said, though, I did not. Um, I did not uh, think this was. It was kind of a boring match. Like Brian Cage has yet to really like. He looks like he should be a super cool wrestler with his yeah. build and stuff. But man, he's just not doing much for me right now. I, not, not my thing. Fair enough. All right, Elio. Yeah. In hundred words or less. I've never, I've never been a fan of Brian Cage, and again the, tonight to this match uh, just didn't work for, for me. Okay. <laughs> is the word um count as a word? We have a word counter now. <laughs> the official Elio word count. <laughs> We're gonna have to start doing that. Yes. Make that a thing. All right. Um, you know what? I didn't mind this match. Uh, and I think that's in large part due to Matt Seidel. I, I think he kind of, uh, you know, kind of helped carried Brian Cage to a, to a decent match and pretty simple, you know, pretty simple tell storytelling just with, uh, you know, big man versus the smaller man. Uh, I agree with you. To me, it wasn't really too much ever in doubt uh, who was going to win, unfortunately. Uh, a couple nice false finishes at the end, though. So kind of tease it a bit, which, which I liked. Uh, my issue... You can talk about thigh slaps. I, I didn't understand. There was the one point where Brian Cage came off the ropes and then jumped up like he was going to do like a hurricane run and got power bombed. I was going to ask you about that. Do you do that if you're twice the guy's weight? Are you actually going to try and do a hurricane run? On a guy? Yeah, that made no sense to me. I, I I don't know why a big guy like that would would try to do something like that. On the reverse side, if you're half a guy's weight, are you going to try and do into a rolling flip to toss him and instead get caught into a... Because yeah. he also jumped into a move, too, that looked yeah. ridiculous. So, you know, some of those things there are a little bit on the questionable side, but that... Mm -hmm. I And I actually made a note of why did Sidal, why did Sidal powerbomb him? Just that, yeah. 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 Uh, but for me, I'll, I'll give Ryan Cage credit. It was a better showing than I've seen. I, I'd still like to see more I mean, and i don't know if he has the personality but i would still like to see more personality out of him just because, yeah. because it was a decent match like even afterwards you know like you're you're tired and i get that but there was like very little facial expression very little emotional connection anything for mm -hmm. me to kind of find to you know he won the match okay cool and you know who got the the award for uh using uh their character to get over here Ricky Starks over in the corner every time Sadell is down he'd be mocking Sadell pointing at his doing that stupid forehead thing and laughing at the side <laughs> of the ring and doing stuff he was like more of the personality than both yes. of those two in this match combined yeah so. yeah and then you know what that's a good segue into post-match uh, we had the Ricky Starks promo which I thought was uh overall you know short decent little promo yeah. There, I think the only thing they needed to work on was the timing. And I felt bad for him on this was, you know, he's like, the revolution's going to be televised, hit it. And then I was like, okay, 
and I, cause I knew what he was doing, but if yeah. you go back and watch, there was like a legit seven, eight seconds before his music came on. Yes. <laughs> so I, I hope, I, I mean, I don't know if maybe he didn't give the guy the heads up or whatever, but you know, if, as far as like trying to look professional and looking good, you know, if you're going to go hit it or you, someone says hit my music, you're yeah. better, your music better come on really quick. Otherwise, to me, I just falls flat on its face. Right. I mean, and he could have maybe he could have maybe picked it up with the whole heel of like, "Hey, you idiots! I said play my music, you stupid!" You know, people. Have absolutely. Done that. Absolutely. That that would have been awesome. That would have mm-hmm. been a nice cover. Like I said, to me, it kind of fell a little flat. And, and I'm again, I'm not putting that on Ricky Starks. I'm putting that on you know on the uh, the audio the, people. I, I like Starks. I think his uh, promos are always good. It always, though, makes me funny. It fix, Doesn't it odd that when he talks, it's almost like Taz is in the background going, oh, shit, they don't really need me. How long until they fire me? Because this this guy can talk for the two of them. Yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's that's fair. My, and You know what? My other little note that I made out of here, just it's funny because at first when he said like the FT, something about Ricky Starks or somebody's like towards mm-hmm. the end about the FT, FTW, I'm thinking, well, there's FTW, FTR. Oh, w, a lot of that. W, WTF. Like, I've just. <laughs> All right. For WTF, let, you know, let's go on to the next segment. Uh, the biggest superstar, the most important person in AEW, perennial favorite, uh, Cody Rhodes, comes out to uh, just an amazing entrance. Okay. You guys are right. Every time this dude comes out, it's like just even looking, even if I had turned off the sound and didn't hear all the craziness going on, right? Just the way he dresses, the way they shoot it, the way everything makes you think this dude owns the company. Like it's yeah. like all Cody wrestling and everyone yeah. else is like the little peons, like, you know, he's managed to out Ric Flair, Ric Flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I like come- all Cody wrestling, ACW. I like that. All, all Cody wrestling. Um, uh, so he comes out and he does his regular and it's sort of funny because I always find it that he's kind of underwhelming when he actually speaks. <laughs> he's right. just a little too soft spoken for all of the hoopla he brings out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of goes into it, you know. Yeah. And he's he's playing with the fans, which is so indie. Uh on the TV. You never see uh WWE guys ever try and pump up the yeah. fans with yeah. a few things. So I found that a little ridiculous. Um that chick was painful. She was good looking. But God, that was painful terrible. to talk. Oh, and I... just when you thought she was the worst talker in the world, Brandy Rhodes managed to make it even <laughs> shittier. Wow. <laughs> talk about shit on shit. This was like a fecal overload for me. And then Guys, they, they were talking about this the, this person who is a bigger giant than Cody, and Cody's not a giant killer, and they yeah. named Shaq. Yeah, and, and uh, nobody says anything about it. Mr. Tony Khan, who was ready to jump on any match to match up in two minutes after the people have said something, yet the biggest star possibly, you know, that they could bring in, not a peep. Who's the shark? Like, uh, and he, come on, guys. Bitch, don't you get in my man's face. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm going I'm to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Okay. That's, so I'm just going to say, uh, I'll talk up to – I won't even talk about the post-match uh, attack uh, on him. I'll just okay. talk up to yeah, that. To the promo. And okay. That woman, I don't know. She was attractive looking but almost manly. And I really hated this part. I hated the part where she thought it was cool to do something and then flex her muscle. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, this is, yes. this is garbage, but all right, go on. You guys go ahead. All right. Uh, Elio, you, know, you got a hundred words. <laughs> oh, this was terrible from going. Okay, when Cody came out, I was fine, whatever, doing his usual 
yeah. Trouble when that one when that woman came out, I was like, okay, where are they going now? Like, who is this? That was yeah. And then when she name dropped Shaq, I'm like, Shaq. They just mentioned Shaquille O'Neal one time. Yeah. Now that's it. And then Brandy Rhodes came on and made it even worse. Fair enough. I think that was about about forty seven words. <laughs> That's, that's pretty good, Elio. You're, you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. On. <laughs> um, yeah, the entrance. I mean, we kind of already touched on that. The the early Cody stuff. That's fine. Yeah, the the Shaq thing. I think fell flat. Uh, you know, it's like he said that, and the crowd went mild. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and even for me, because I was like, is he talking about Shaquille O'Neal? Like, oh yeah, he was backstage Saturday. I'm like, okay. Like that, yeah. But they uh, need to have an indie guy come out, some six foot eight loser called the Shack. I, <laughs> uh, I would, but I mean, I was waiting for you know, like yeah. somebody, anybody. I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, anybody. Okay, like who? Like who are they debuting here? Like this is gonna be great. And, and that was I found to be a, a letdown. Uh, Jade Cargill comes out. I has she been on Dark? I don't even know who she is. I don't no, know who, who she is. Never heard I, I, I didn't even get the name until I looked it up on uh, on um, Instagram. They usually yeah. put up like oh, a little bit, yeah. Still photos, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I had to do. I, I caught the Jade, and I had like written down like Jade, and then I was like, I don't know her last name. I thought she said Cardio. Cardio. I thought she said her name was Jay Cardio. Uh, <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I thought I know, heard that Jay Cardio. So her whole thing to me. Uh, reeked of inexperience you, you pointed out the flexing for no reason there was a lot of arms crossed a lot of arms folded yeah. um just the the delivery of her promo i don't know whose idea it was to call herself the total package yeah, oh, i swear yeah. as soon as i heard that i'm thinking i thought like suku was the total package yeah well then that's just it i mean yeah so yeah and let's and let's face it andy if you're a big dude or a big chick yeah we can see you're muscular. You, yeah. you just become a pantomiming joke when you're sitting there flexing and doing this stuff. I saw immediately when she walked out, I went, wow, that chick's cut. I didn't yeah. need all that other garbage to make her seem like, oh, she's a clown. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's you know, she's kind of, I don't uh, Yeah. Just the, the flexing. No, I'm not sure who told her to do that. If she did that on her own, then, you know, boo on her. If somebody told her to do that, then, yeah. So that, um, yeah, the giant tees, the shack thing, um, Jane and Brandy. You know what? I, I uh, Brand, yeah, Brandy coming out. I, I'm okay with the idea of her coming out because to me, it's you know, it's like as she's jawjacking, as Jade's jawjacking with with Cody. Okay, that's fine. But at least you know she comes out. She's defending her man, so that puts them on an even keel, right? Because if, if she's not if, if she's not going to have Shaq or she's not going to have anybody yeah. else come out, like yeah. what, what's Cody going to do? Yeah. So at least her coming out. But then you know she. <sighs> my my problem with that, Andy, is nobody's going to get anything back on Brandy, right? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. If she was a competitive wrestler, and she was like a half a decent wrestler. Then I yeah. like the fact that she comes out. But basically, she's like the mouthpiece manager coming out to, to, to go up against a monster. Doesn't work. I, I would have been liked it if she had sent Red Velvet out with her. Yeah, yeah. At least she's a wrestler. 
So for me, it just looked, it came off as like, okay, Brandy, who likes to jump off the thing and have everyone catch her. Brandy, who has to interfere in the men's match to start her own. Like, yeah. It just came off as, no, I didn't, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fair fair enough. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I just, like I said, I I, I got it. I understood it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, uh, the other thing for me, and I, I believe I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that's going to have to go in the book at, at, at some point too, is AEW's use of swearing or allowing talent to swear. Mm, yes. I, and, and hey, you know what? You know, like, you know, on these shows, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. words slip, uh, whatever. I'm by no means a prude. Uh, you know, I say my fair share of stuff, mostly off the air. Mm-hmm. But there's a time and a place when you're doing it as part of a show and when you're just throwing it out there, trying to make it mean something mm-hmm. to me, it's just, it's like a law of diminishing returns where the more it happens, it's like the less and less. less means. Yeah. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe they just want kind of swears to be a normal part of their, you know, AEW vernacular. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it personally, I don't think it adds no. anything to the show. What you, don't you, need you, it. you don't need it though. Does it like, just, you don't sound cool. Just, uh, just seriously swearing. Well, not if, not if you're backing it, you're not really backing it up either. Like right, the way yeah. she said it was so pantomime. Like if you're like just going to swear, if you're just going to swear to swear, then that. No, I, I got a question work. here. She says to Cody Rhodes, and, and I just don't know, is is did they have a, a censor who was super late? Or did she say something else after it that they thought was worse? Because I heard her say, if you're ever going to think of that shit, don't. Yeah. And then they bleeped. I'm like, yeah, I that. why did they bleep I, yeah. shit? Or did they miss the shit? And I don't know. Yeah, I caught that too. I'm not sure. Or unless she was going to say something worse. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. And see, that's worse. Now, now I'm so keyed in what dumb words she was using. It lost the effectiveness of what she was trying yeah. to say. It's one of those things where, and you know what? Here, this is an AEW show, so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. use AE, I'll use an AEW talent as an example, and you guys will know where I'm going with this. Jake the Snake Roberts, one of the mm-hmm. greatest promos ever. You know, he was a guy that always spoke quietly. Yep. When he rose, when he, when he, you know, when he brought up his voice when he had to like raise his voice you noticed and yeah. it meant something and to me that's no different than you know than swearing or something like that in the sense that you know you don't really ever use it until you get to that point where it's like a breaking point and you and it's like a like a solid punch mm-hmm. but you know when they just keep you know, like like bitch da, 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 like mm-hmm. oh like it just <laughs> well do, the people who better been, the people who've been swearing have been delivering it not like they're actually angry, yeah. which would make a difference. If they like they were like, you know, don't bitch, you'd be like, oh. But instead, yeah. they're like, don't bitch. <laughs> I yeah. said bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, 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 <laughs> like they're just reading the script or whatever. It's just yeah. the believability's not there. You know, I always talk about emotional connection. That's not there. Even even emotional connection for for something like that. You know, if you do that right, you tell the right story, you have the right emotional conviction when you say it, can you know be as big as any you know you could do that and that could be a bigger spot than mm-hmm. doing some triple double flippy something or other well, you make a great point because uh even though that chick stumbled on her stuff and she did the silliest flexing garbage they almost had me for a for a moment there getting to think that maybe she was part of something dangerous yep but soon as she said the, delivered the shit the way she said it yeah, it just took me out of it. I was like, okay, this is high school kids reading a script. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. I think we spent enough time on giving that mm -hmm. enough enough time. Uh, but then we kind of come back around, thankfully, to uh, Brian Cage coming back in the ring, and Ricky Starks come in, and we get the uh, <clears throat> kind of post promo uh, attack from Team Taz. What do we see there? Oh, it's it's ridiculous that your big weapon is a jacket with thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> when your big offensive weapon is a jacket. I mean, I've had to suffer through a skateboard with thumbtacks, yeah. which is ridiculous is this, enough. Is this the first time we're seeing that? I think, yeah, I think that so. he's worn it and never used mm, it. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I recall know. him wearing it but never using it. And then, like, making a comment, like, oh, look at his crazy code. If we, if we, I, if I remember we that see, weeks if back. If we see that again, then... You're hating it that much? I think it's going to be a thing going forward now. I think they're going to downgrade the skateboard because that's a single guy's oh, thing. And uh, I think this will be a, a I bet single you this, guy's thing. Well, no, like, like I mean, as a like as a, a singles wrestler, you can get away with running around with a skateboard. But in a team, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, unless you're going to get, I don't see Cody Rhodes, <laughs> unless he gets an executive <laughs> skateboard or a, a Segway or something. You know what? You know what though? If, if it was Chris Jericho, Wearing a thumbtack jacket, shopaew.com would already have the official thumbtack jacket. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to start selling one for this guy. I mean, he, he's the uh, face of the company now. No, the face of TNT. Face of TNT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah face of yeah. TNT. Um, I. You know what? I was glad to see this though because you know we talked about it on aftermath. At least this kind of continues the story and gives some continuity from what we saw at the pay per view. There is the you know the post match attack on Darby. Cody made the save, so here they attack Cody, Darby, and I'm going to say this, and this goes not just for this, but for WWE, for anybody where they do these run-ins, where they play the guy's music to make the save, mm -hmm. it drives me nuts. You know, just just if it, if everything is you know, give us some, a little more suspension of disbelief. So if someone's coming to run out to make the save, hey man, I got to run out to make the save. Hit my music, hit my music. Okay, hang on, we got to cue it, we got to cue it. No, 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 quickly, Max, I got to go, I got to go, <laughs> hit my music. You know well, what I mean? It like, took him so long to get out there, they could have done uh, that. It was such a late run in, it was like, <laughs> he looked like a freaking knob coming in after it, all it, that. That kind of, yeah, coming from up there, that kind of drove me nuts. Um, yeah, the thumbtack jacket, like you said, mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, I cringe. cringe at the fact that it's probably going to be a regular thing. Yeah. And, you know, the more they say the face of TNT, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe I'm too corporate. Maybe I'm too old, but a, the, 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 the face painting 130 pound guy with the <laughs> thumbtack jacket, sometimes carrying a skateboard, uh, who, you know, is, is the face of your main you know, your main flagship television show, supposedly. Yeah, that stuff plays the trailer parks all across New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I, I think you're, you're doing a discredit to the state of New Jersey. <laughs> uh, can I just say one thing? You were right yes. about uh, the, men, the, the whole playing your music to enter thing, right? Yeah. And I, I think there's only one way that it ever works. Only one way. And we saw it used by like Stone Cold is when it's a total diversion where everyone stops and turns and hears your music yes. and looks for where you come in. And then you come in from the back way yep, yep. and jump them out. That's awesome. But every other time it falls flat. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, or, or 
you're a guy returning who's a super big star we haven't right. seen forever. Yes, His yes. music comes on, everyone goes, holy crap, is that so-and-so? So and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think even just one more, one more quick thought, but yeah. even as you say that, even as just the diversion to mm -hmm. me, I think even the fact that you sell the music, you know, so I, I mean, I, and I don't remember, but I'm kind of doubting it. So like when, mm -hmm. when Darby's music hits, then Brian Cage, you know, these guys, Ricky Starks, they should be, you know, they should stop. They should look around like, okay, like, where is he? Mm -hmm. you know and then it's like okay well if he's not coming or or you know you as a heel like if, if you hear the music and you stop and if he's coming down the ramp okay well then you know you get a couple cheap shots in yeah before you get out but i mean even here it's like the music hits these guys could have stopped looked around oh he's way up there we got about 40 <laughs> seconds before he hits the ring keep going you know beat the <laughs> or, crap is out this, of or is the psychology that they're such chicken shits that the music just puts them like deers in head like yeah, I would like to give them a little more credit than that. And I want to give a little bit more to my suspension of disbelief. Thank you. Maybe that's just me. Uh, interesting of note before we switch here. Late to the party is Will Hobbs. Now I throw this out, I throw this out to you. Will mm -hmm. Hobbs coming late. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of hinting at something or playing at something, or, or is it just bad booking? I think it's bad booking, bad timing, bad timing yeah. from the producers. They've been trying to throw this guy in there as much as they can because he's, let's face it, barely anyone really knows him on Dynamite. Yeah. He's only had very, I mean, I suppose if you watch 18 hours of dark every week, you mm -hmm. might catch him. Yeah. But uh, they've been trying to just keep pushing him out there to us. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it would be really dumb to try and make it something like this right now. He's just nobody yet. They got to keep getting producing him but give him on time because dude he looked like a freaking knob coming in after everything was done the big scary dude is out there going where are they <laughs> yeah yep. yep no no i i agree and, and the only like i said the only kind of passing thought i could give to like the excusable thought to that mm -hmm. is that okay and, and not that it makes a lot of sense but again i'm reaching here is mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is like a subtle thing for there's going to be a turn with him joining team taz I think the only way this could have worked is if they cut to the back and Taz was knocked out in the, the walkway. I mean, so he'd like slap Taz around and then that's what took him for so long to come out. But that would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. I agree. But just yep. like this, you got to admit, he looked kind of like a knob. If you didn't know anything, he just looked like, yep. what? Okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming out, Hobbs. You don't even have a match. You came out in your trunks. That's another thing. Yep. He didn't even it, have a it's... match and he's wearing his gear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that's like the equivalent of like somebody saying is like, you know, that somebody's showing up at the bar after last call. Hey guys, I'm here. I'm ready to party. Dude, last call's <laughs> done. Like bar's closed. Yeah. We're going home. Yeah. Yep. No guys, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Like, ah, uh, so yeah, I, I hope just for that, for that sake, that it doesn't mm -hmm. look as bad that it's a, uh, you know, planting seeds for a heel turn, but I don't have confidence in that. I don't know that with you. What I think you're going to say next proves how bad they can be for, yeah. for well, audio for any kind of technical stuff <laughs> all right it sounded like you said audio so let's get to one of andy's favorite topics you're making um, me hate it just as much andy this was terrible we, oh. and all overall today wasn't one of the worst shows though they, yeah. it wasn't half bad so i'll give them that uh but we get a mox promo i have no idea because the audio was the pit yes i had was... no idea what he was talking about it was an echo through the yeah. whole thing and it never fixed and they let him the world champion talk for two minutes and nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. If it was Cody, you know what it got fixed. Oh, hell yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so what I got out of that, though, was that uh, December 2nd episode of AEW Dynamite, we are going to have the championship match between Kenny Omega and uh, John Moxley. Now, isn't that a little crazy, do you guys think? They're going to put this on instead of a pay-per-view, which I know the next pay-per-view is not till January, but isn't that the match everybody really wants to see? Yes. Or maybe I'm wrong, but that's the no, match... No. I would, I, I, I would hope that they they would put this on like a pay-per-view, but there's not gonna be one. Maybe too. there's not a clean win. Maybe there's something to drag it on. Let's I'm gonna hope. yeah, that's what I say. There's gonna be something's gonna happen, and they're gonna have a rematch at the pay-per-view. I my and my first thought was why not a pay-per-view? But then after that, kind of similar to kind of what you're saying there, Leo, I I don't I mean I'm not looking at this as kind of the end. I'm looking at this as a beginning. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, uh, you know, we, we've kind of bantered about, bantered about in the past uh, about a kind of four horsemen kind of thing. Maybe this is the beginning of that. You know, this is uh, whatever it's going to be. I, I think this is more of a beginning than an end. Mm-hmm. And, and at least if they do that, granted, they're going to have their beach blast or whatever in January. So if their uh, actual next pay-per-view isn't until, was it? end of february february it's uh yeah. 20, february 27th wow, that is a long way okay, so I yeah get that. so at least with this if that's a major happening maybe this is something that can you know carry us to the next pay-per-view oh, man i just it just seems like a weird to give away the first time regular and you know what they have met before right ah, but, but i like how... i like i like how ken yeah we'll get to this yes, later on we'll how kenny met yes 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 it just seems weird that they would give away to me this first real good clash for yeah. free no, okay. that's, that's, that's fair. And, you know, on the one hand, mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. I agree with you. Uh, on the other hand, it's like I said, I'm, I'm trying to put on my, my, my booker's hat, my writer's hat and say, mm-hmm. okay, this is the beginning. This is, you know, this is the beginning of a, of a big story. So and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's what it is. Cause I think yes. these two can have incredible, incredible yes. matches. All right. Uh, from that we go to a bloody bunkhouse match between the butcher, the blade, the but. What do they, what do they call them? The bunkhouse the butcher, candlestick the, maker. <laughs> the, the bunkhouse match. The butcher. bunkhouse match. The butcher and the blade versus uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Uh, I, I'm. I'll let you guys go on this. I'm just going to say off the mm-hmm. get go. This was set up from. Uh, was it from last week? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I was happy to see because, you know, we've kind of griped out in the past that mm-hmm. things happen kind of without little setup. Mm-hmm. Now, this wasn't much of a setup, but it was something. So was something. I'm going to give them that. Okay. Now, uh, how, what did you find here? Okay. As an old time wrestling fan. Okay. Yes. As a guy who watched bunkhouse matches uh, from Dusty Rhodes and the crew back in, you know, the 90s and whatnot. Uh, this was what reminded me of when WWE started doing their specialty matches and they build these whole stupid sets and all this dumb crap in the background. Uh, that was never in a Dusty Rhodes match. It, the, the point of the bunkhouse match was the idea was you were you dressed as, you know, you were like, I don't know if it was cowboy kind of thing, but it was just basically a street fight with blue jeans yeah. and anything yeah. goes. That's and right. having all this, this crap around it was really dumb. I thought it made it look just, it took away what could have been cool, but then again, they never really explained it. So that's a problem on their behalf. If they maybe made it clear or showed old footage or whatever to give people an idea of what it should be, it just looked like a cartoon then. Um, QT Marshall, for once, I thought he, this fit him. 
he actually looked like he belonged in this match. Usually he doesn't look like he belongs in anything. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, Blade. Holy crap. That guy is fit. I mean, yes. when he came out, I was like, holy crud, what? He needs to look like that more often instead of the ridiculous crap he usually comes yes, out Yes, I agree. Um, it was a little over gross, the, the, <laughs> the amount of blood. Um, I just thought it was just overdone. And uh, I thought the wrong team won because if the Nightmares had lost, it would have been like, oh, well. Yeah. However, Butcher and the Blade, these motherfuckers cannot buy a freaking victory. <laughs> I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for these dudes. They look so good. They have a chance to be something. And they're basically, every week, they just keep telling us they're big guys who don't do uh, Like, why? Why, why? why do you think these guys lose to all these teams? Do they do, they do a lot it. of matches? Do they do a lot of matches on Dark? Uh, no. Well, they do a couple, but mostly... The, you've the matches they have in the beginning like before you came on they were wrestling almost every week and losing right. every single week to any other team they had one battle royal where they actually gave yeah. them something to work with in there and they come out looking good and then just fall apart right away and it's just they just there to make everyone else look good and it's like these guys are a legitimate looking team yeah. and they're just made to look like clowns yeah yeah so now now, so you're saying they, they very rarely win any matches. Yeah. Oh, it's I've. When is the last time, Elio? It's been months since these guys have won a match. <laughs> yeah, you like can't a remember long the last time. time. Hmm, I wonder if, if, if they had some sort of like like rankings in in place <laughs> that were like like wins and losses. That's you know, ridiculous. It, this is pro wrestling. And, and if you, I mean, if you lost matches, then maybe you shouldn't be on the main TV program because you know you shouldn't. Should be, like, the you dark should be, like, order was. Or, but there really isn't a mere. Dark order was matches. number one contenders. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. dark order—the dark order yeah. was ranked above them as number one contenders for the tag titles. That's because they won one match somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's all these great teams in AEW, and basically the only top three teams get all of the cred, and all the other yeah. teams just like lose to everybody else. So that's the problem there. Butcher and the Blade deserve a lot better than this. They're a talented team. Yeah. And I get it. They're making money. Maybe they're just happy. They're indie guys who got set up onto the they're big show. To be there. But you know what? They they have more to offer. Like, let's face it. Are we really, are the natural nightmares ever going to be more than a thing for more than a year? They're not. Yeah. I mean, Dustin is having, you know, he's still wrestling great at his age, but come on, 51 is pretty yeah. tough to be doing these kind of, of yep. matches. You know, yep. it's, it's not, he doesn't have a long future and either does QT Marshall. You know, it'd be fun. They're they're fun to use sparingly, but they don't need to take this win. It just makes Butcher and the Blade look even ridiculously yeah, yeah. worse than they have been. Like I was, well, I was okay with this match, but like you, um, the whole everything around the outside, the veil of hair and all that. Yeah. Did did that enhance anything to you guys, or did no, it make that, you that feel like a goofy ass old like, WWE '90s? No, thing? I didn't. I didn't like all the stuff around the ring, but the match for me it was okay. Um. Like I said, Butch and Bladerish, I think, should have won this one. Yeah. The blood was a little too much. All the blood yeah. was too much, but yeah. uh, overall, it was, I was okay with this. All right. Okay. Um, I'll try and put a bit of a, more of a positive spin here. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind the match. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as kind of like the bunkhouse and the brawls go, uh, overall, I was reasonably entertained. Mm -hmm. Um I'm, I was trying to keep in mind that, you know, kind of through this, the, the whole sub story besides the attack, well, I guess part of it is, was the attack, um, was the whole thing about the, was bunny and kind of with and QT, QT and then, yeah. Yeah. so there was, so, so, I mean, even at one point there where, you know, in the ring, it was like, um, 
Butcher was out, Dustin was out, and it kind of came to those two. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of bought into I, I bought into that somewhat. I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense because here's the two guys that are, you know, I won't say fighting over the girl because they're not exactly fighting over her, but mm-hmm. you know, at least again, like I try to find story because that's to me what yeah. you know one of the big things about wrestling, and that's what's what I find missing. Um what I thought overall, and maybe we can and, and I don't want to, I mean, I kind of don't want to draw the similarity to right. the uh, the dog collar match with Brody and Cody. Because mm-hmm. with that one, I mean, at least here with this tag match, we had something mm-hmm. as to, you know, with, with the bunkhouse, you know, brawl because whatever they attacked him and the girl. And I'm not saying it's a strong story or a strong motive, mm-hmm. but it was something. Whereas the dog mm-hmm. collar match, there was nothing. But as I'm watching this match, what I'm here's where here I go. Similar to the dog collar match, if this match was happening at a later point where they had more of a story, more of a feud, mm-hmm. I thought this would have been awesome. Like this would have been a great blow off. This would have been a great finish to mm-hmm. you know. Oh, very it was, much. Yeah, even if it was a, it was a short feud, and you know, if you had it where, uh, and again, if Butcher and Blade were actually getting over whether they were winning matches by cheating or if they were constantly beating down on these guys uh you know bunny was messing with them and i mean you know most guys like who can't relate to getting like uh, trying to say this as respectfully as possible but you know kind of getting screwed over by by a woman or getting screwed over by another guy and a woman and you know and you know that guy's like man like i wish that guy could just you know get her and get his hands on Mm -hmm. her get his this would have been a great finishing match a great blow off to Mm -hmm you know, some sort of story, a little bit more developed story or feud between them. I, I guess what I what I got out of this, why it was uh, a bunkhouse brawl is because the king of bunkhouse brawls was Dusty Rhodes, Dusty's yeah. dad. Yeah. And they did reference a few times how, uh, you know, with the bull rope, remember that yeah. came in there and they mentioned mm-hmm. that uh, yep. Dustin has never lost a bull yep. rope match. Yep. And uh, so for me, I got that part of it. Okay. I can think, and, and I, I tried to play it as this, and this is, the first part of it makes sense, but the second part doesn't. The first part, my buddy, QT's my buddy. He's my tag team partner. We hang out, we do stuff. This girl comes on, Bunny. She really likes him. Oh, man, they're, they're having a great thing. Oh, she financially screws him over. In this day and age, she runs up his credit card. He's not making a lot of money. He's just a mid guy. So, yeah. okay, you know what? My daddy taught me how to do this. We're going to bunkhouse brawl these bitches. Okay, I get yeah. that. What I don't get is this, is I don't know why AEW wastes. This is a squandered story. They should have inserted Bunny into a higher team, a team that's on the top, a team that it makes like somehow the Young Bucks or somehow uh, whatever, a top team. And then you want to get Butcher and the Blade. They're not the toughest guys right now, but they screwed around a top team. Now, all of a sudden, they're jumped up in the thing and it can make them. They run with those guys. Then all of a sudden, Butcher and the Blade, maybe they didn't even win that. But they're they're devious jerks who here use yeah. bunny to do. But really, the Nightmare Collective is low rung. They're only yeah. if 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 uh, if Cody wasn't here, where do you think the Nightmare Collective would honestly be? Yeah, no, that's fair. Now, just real quick, is it? Am I right here? Are Bunny and Blade married? Yes. Yes. Married? They okay. Are. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I so I can I you know for what it is mm-hmm. in 2020, I get that pairing and having there. Yeah. But. Just to go back real quick, and you made a point of this because I thought about it and I didn't write it down. I forgot, but you know, they they made the point of telling us that Dustin had never lost a bunkhouse match. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, as we're talking about, you know, well, story. Never lost a bull rope match. Bull, okay, bull rope. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's a bull rope. Okay, because yeah. I, I was thinking, I seen, I thought like a like a bunkhouse one. Because as you say, if he hadn't lost like that style of match, like mm-hmm. to me, again, with Butcher and Blade, if they were going over, if it was kind of that way, yeah, like that would be a bigger deal saying, hey, you know, Dustin always kind of won these matches or he yeah. came out on top more than, than not. So, uh, yeah, just uh, like I said, the match for my entertainment value and at least for being generous for there being at least an attempted story there, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was all right. But, uh, overall, yeah, it was, it was a miss. I mean, like I said it the way you were explaining it. I mean, there is, there's definitely squandered opportunity there for, yeah, for a little bit. And I'm starting to think, you know, even with AEW dark, instead of just having all these matches and very few people are watching, Maybe this is where you add in more of that story stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you you play okay more of the stuff between uh, Bunny and Blade and and QT. Maybe you do that on on AEW Dark, mm-hmm. and then if you reference it or if you have that, then it's easier to kind of go to like, oh, let's go to a clip from here because yeah. if you've only got so much TV time and you can't make it to produce it to have it on TV, have it on Dark, bring it here, show us what's on. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. boom. You know what I mean? Just yep help tell those stories because that's that's what's that's what's missing and again maybe maybe mm-hmm. i'm you know maybe we're not the target demographic and you know our our attention spans a little bit uh you know could be a little bit longer but mm-hmm. well you've been us. in many you've been in many tag team matches yes and, you, and you've been in many blow offs of feuds and things like that yeah did you notice that the the one thing they really did wrong here is um instead of spreading out the action so that you could fix on any two guys at once things kept concurrently happening where it was impossible to get yeah. the whole story because you can't watch they don't have a split screen and yeah. they're cutting randomly back and forth things are happening to one two guys over there yes. that are yes. important to the story but you're not seeing it yep that part that's just poor production yeah this is poor production you know, even 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 to to throw a bone and give them the split screen or you know that uh, restaurant quality picture in picture, yeah. something that could have had us following. But but you're right. I mean, you know, for the way that things are usually laid out, if if, if things are happening with uh, Butcher and Dustin in one spot, then Blade and QT are are down, or you know they're mm-hmm. selling something else. Let stuff happen here so we can focus all our attention on there. Yeah. And then you know these guys go down, or these guys start to make it then you can kind of switch over. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much all I got through there. Any, Elio, you got anything else there? No, nah, no, I'm good on this one. Okay. Less than 10 words. That was good. All right. Uh, let's see. We go to commercial. We come back. We get a recap from the Elite Deletion with Matt Hardy, to which I would like to point out, mm-hmm. no audio issues. <laughs> and, and you know what guys i i do want to say this okay i did i have not because i was out of town i was up in the mountains yeah. i did not get the chance to see any of full gear okay. so i kind of appreciated some of these clips and uh, when you get to them i just want to just say real quick what i thought of please yeah go ahead go ahead part. i mean i don't get to see a lot the, but the deletion stuff i'm sorry that's not my thing yeah. uh, as soon as i saw that i fast forwarded i'm not really into the, the these cinematic, cinematic yeah, that's not yeah. my thing. okay Oh, fair enough. And I think that's kind of, we had a bit of a, a mixed thing there. I didn't, I didn't mind it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, you know, like a lot of matches, there's, there's some highs, there's some lows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was what it was. But again, my biggest thing out of that, 
no audio issues. So, you know, it, show, it shows that it can be done. Yes. And it's not just, just for Cody Rhodes. smart enough to do it when, when it's happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. We go from elite deletion to the induction ceremony. MJF going into the inner circle. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go Elio first just because I heard that groan. Uh, what, what do you got, Elio? What, what, what did you see at the induction of MJF into the inner circle? Uh, I don't know where to begin with this. Throw something out and go. This, um, just, just like the town hall meeting and all the other stuff they had the, the week before didn't really work for me. And uh, as MJF uh, was, uh, MJF was doing uh, his uh, poem there and said, <laughs> Ortiz is trying to, is, is like, yo, that's a Drake song. And MJF's yeah. like, who's Drake? I've never heard of him. They didn't see Warlow <laughs> off to the side when MJF was taking all the credit for yes. everything. Good. Yeah. Yep. Wardlow was like, what? Yep. yep. He had that look like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I noticed that too. I noticed that too. Fair enough. Uh, so overall, then, did you did you uh, like it or it was kind of hit and miss? I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle with this one. Uh, yeah. And with all the balloons and the happy birthday stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mr. T. James, sir, what did you? Uh... Well, it's, it's, I'm having a hard time with this in the sense of either Jericho is a brilliant uh, ring general who can see the con coming, or he's just incredibly stupid. And he has his two of his most deadly dudes, and he's not listening to them. Yeah. You know, when you've got a guy like Ortiz, who's a heavy, he's a heavy on your team, yeah. saying, do you? Love the, I don't like this. This is crap. You've got to see through this. You should take it a lot more seriously. Um, when you say, hey, we are the number one guys, the inner circle is the hottest thing, we're the, then why do you need more? If you are already the best, toughest, best unit in the world, why do you need more? I mean, it's just, it's, it's uncomfortably done right now. I think for me, it would be so much more effective for when the actual turn comes, if everybody was like, yeah, okay, let's take them in, you know? But yeah. to have two or three guys just vehemently not wanting part of this in your group splinters your group. That doesn't make your group stronger if I bring in two guys who two of my dudes hate their guts. Yeah. It, for me, that makes that a little confusing. No, I, I, that, that makes sense. Um, the more, like, the more we watch this, do you let's see how do I say this? Do you still see the swerve happening with Jericho getting ousted, or do you see? Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, hundred okay. percent. I mean, yep. and I think that's maybe why he's playing like he's so dumb right now. I think, so yeah, that I think he, they're going to get so trusting that you know they're going to build up to like January or February Revolution. Something's going to go down. But and but then the whole thing with Sammy Guevara, which we'll probably get into later too, is is just yep. a weirder off splinter which makes it even more confusing so yeah i and that i think to me it's it's they're almost making it too confusing too convoluted mm -hmm. like it i don't know if they're trying to do that to like oh are they going to turn are they going to do this and and you know we, we've talked about this on in past episodes about you know investing the time in the storylines and stretching them out mm -hmm. and the way that they're doing this like to me, like the way the way you describe Jericho, kind of in that role, uh, it, it's not. I don't feel like seeing him like this. You know, if if they turn on him, 
it's almost like yeah it's like he deserved it yeah like, there's no sympathy he, yeah the, the, the sympathy's not coming. there yeah the sympathy's not there and, and it just yeah we all saw it coming and, and yeah. he's ah well if the key is to make it sympathetic and they're making it so obvious when it happens then it's like oh you're dumb jericho how could you yeah. not seen that there's yeah. no sympathy there we're just like what a knothead you got what you got dude yeah yeah uh also on jericho and and i'll you know i often preface this because i mean we've mm-hmm. talked about jericho's weight and and it's funny because i mean they, i saw on his instagram he posted a picture yes with, with the that. abs and i'm like yeah. oh like i uh, i'm yeah. 50 check me out and, I mean, there's, the abs are there, but it's like, uh, like just uh. abs on the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing, and and I and and this stuck out to me today, and I've done, I've seen it before because I've talked. You, you guys know I talk about like he looks like if he's bloated or whatever. Yeah. But is there something happening with his eyebrows? Yes. Have you yes, know, like, there's they, something like, weird with his face like going the on? Evil there. point. Like I don't know if he's got like Botox or there's something going on. Could you've gotten Botox? That I don't know. Makes but, so much sense. But like that his eye, like account for yeah, because I mean, he like they seem kind of normal. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm sorry if you're if you're listening and you can't see what my my fingers are doing here because I'm kind of doing like the straight across. And then when yeah. he starts to talk, they go up like this, and he's like, yeah, he starts talking all, like this, it's like a Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it could explain why he had that goofy drunky look also. Maybe a couple weeks ago. Wow, good catch. I would never even thought of that, dude. That's, That's makes me, yeah. Like I, uh, I don't know. Age, age gracefully, Chris Jericho. I, 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 I love Chris Jericho. I mean, I, you know, every time I talk about this, I'm not saying this to rag on him. Mm-hmm. I say it because I care. Because we don't want everyone laughing behind your back. Jericho. No, no. Um, so yeah, the eyebrows. Sammy was missing, but of course we find out that that uh, pops up. Um, Let's see. We had the dissension between the inner circle and Jericho, which you kind of touched on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surprise birthday party for Jericho. They're all going to Vegas. It's on me. Uh, First class. Yeah. Um, as Elio pointed out, I made a point of this too. Wardlow through this whole thing, you watch his facial expressions. There's a lot of like, you know, WTF and he's yep. not buying he, in. He's so. turning, he's turning on MJF before you this know, happens, I think. Or if there's like some double turn going yeah. on where they're going to turn on, you know, like, I think we touched on that before, possibly yep. Jericho and Wardlow, yep. you know, kind of get, get booted out or something like that. But uh, yeah. And, and I hope that's the case because in that sense, like Wardlow's doing well, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we talk about character, we talk about presence, we talk about emotional connection and, and that's something where, you know, actually, I'll, I'll say this. I would venture to say that kind of those kind of subtle things and that happening with Wardlow would make me more sympathetic towards him than towards Jericho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you said Jericho's almost over the top and his he doesn't see it coming and, yeah. you know, hey, we're doing this. Whereas Wardlow's just sitting in the background and it's just every week it's can like, you, can you what believe the this hell? Shit? What the, yeah, can you believe this? Can you believe what's going yeah, so it, it's to me. There's almost, you know, if you kind of focus that attention on Wardlow, mm-hmm. I I could see more more babyface sympathy towards towards him than, than Jericho. I'm gonna agree with that because Jericho's making himself look like an idiot. Unless he pulls some swerve that just gets us all like, oh, oh yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I my faith, unfortunately, these days is not too high. So don't blame me. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, anything else for that segment we want to add? 
No? We're, we're good there? We're good. All right. All right. So we go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Young Bucks promo. Hey, two in a row, no audio issues. Yeah. There's a positive. Uh, okay. Take it away. <laughs> Alex Marvez is the dumbest person in the world. He really is. Him or Chris um, Jericho? No, he's worse than Chris Jericho. Okay. Because it's like, okay, the guy brutally kicked me in the face, but I'm going to go knock over. Hey, oh, did I get you there? Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, you're forgiven. <laughs> That's what it came down to at the end. Uh, it was like beating a priest. He actually had no choice but to forgive you in the end. Like, um, <laughs> during the whole thing, he's acting like, you know, the abused woman in a, a terrible movie. And... Uh, they're just like kind of petting. It's okay, Alex. It's okay. You know, acting like nothing ever happened. But every now and then, the abuser has to throw in the, yeah, did I get you with the, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. It, I, I know they're trying to make the Young Bucks seem like they're better guys now or something, but this doesn't. It just makes them seem like creepier abusers. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, Alex Marvez, you, you're right on the level of Tony Giovanni, who one week <laughs> forgave them because, well, I've known them a long time. I forgive them. Yeah. Then the next week, he was hot as hell when he saw them. So I don't know. Write something that makes sense. But this don't send Alec Marvez then. <laughs> don't send Tony Giovanni. Yeah. Go send the girl. They should have sent Dasha. They're not going to yeah, kick Dasha in the face. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, Alex, they maybe they would have. Who knows? Because maybe they would have this week. Oh, I, don't know this, uh, I don't know where this fell, but... Uh, Dasha went to interview Kenny Omega again. Well, that comes later. That comes later. That comes later. Did they they also show the part already where they cut to her and she... No, that's later. Okay. No, that's later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I want to throw one thing in here, okay? Okay. Uh, I don't usually watch this, okay? But I I checked out a bit of Being Elite this week, okay? Okay. And they were showing uh, the Young Bucks before heading in to getting ready for their match, right? And I thought you guys... You, you, for full gear, yeah. Okay. Yep. Ed, I thought you guys would love this because it was all it, it, being elite's a lot of jokes and a lot of funny, you know, yep. things. So they did a thing where they were talking, and uh, you know, Matt saying, you know, well, my knee, my ankle, and blah 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 blah. And his brother's hot, which we they never showed us. They should have kind of showed us this, but Nick is pissed. He's like, "How could you put this up? If we lose this match, we're screwed. We don't get another title shot, right?" Yeah. And then. Nick, <laughs> And Matt goes, well, I have another idea, a plan B if things fall through. And he starts holding up these his idea, a mock-up of the TNT tag team belts. Oh, no. <laughs> Which we had joked about. <laughs> it was a total joke. Like, they weren't real belts. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> well, we could do yeah, a Cody Don't say that too loud. Like, they might end up being real belts. Oh, man. And then we and... can bring Devon's kids in. <laughs> <laughs> TNT. And, okay, and the last thing I'm going to say is this was kind of funny. Is uh, just a quick because it was on the same episode. Uh, they had John Cutler uh, win his first match. Okay, he's won his first match ever in AEW. So he's backstage and he's looking for the pay window, right? <laughs> and Frankie nice. comes there, he comes up to goes, "You fucking idiot! There is no pay window. It's a saying. <laughs> you fucking goof." <laughs> <laughs> So that was pretty fun. Those are the two. Uh, that was funny. So I just had I to throw those out there. That, that, so sorry. For but, those of you not familiar, the pay window is a dustyism, or especially back in the days when he would do commentary. And it's yeah. like, so-and-so is trying to win the match. Ray Mysterio is trying to win the match. And he's going to go to the pay 
and uh, collect when he's finished, baby. Yeah, because it was always the idea. It was Dusty was trying to put it over if you actually won the match, yes. you won more money. You won more money. In this world of contracts, you still won more money if you won. So, okay, the pay went uh, up. So, yeah. No, that's good. I appreciate that. Another little Dustyism in there. Alex Marvez, though, is stupid. What a horrible commentator. No personality. Oh, my God. He, I'm so glad he's not commentating anymore. He, he was commentating the first little while. Oh, was in that monotone. It? Yeah, the first episode or two was. Okay, sorry. Well, don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. No, it's just, it's just like, seriously, like, <laughs> what a bland dude. Like, did anything he did today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, fair enough. Okay. From bland to picking things up a little bit here, uh, we come back. We got Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. Uh, Sean Spears coming in with Tully. One thing uh, I made a note kind of late on, I'm going to going to bring on here early before you guys talk about the match i like seeing tully and, th and this is almost like a jimmy hart type of thing but mm -hmm. i like seeing tully that when he comes out with sean spears he's dressed nicer when he comes out with ftr he's kind of more like in the the warm-up gear the kind of the matching yep. kind of track suit mm -hmm. or whatever the little things uh i i like that uh elio i mean this was this was a pretty decent match what did what did you see here i thought this was a good match i like how tully's still using the gloves so continuity there Using yes. Tully, still using Tully's glove. Yep. So uh, I thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, I had nothing else. Uh, that just, okay. Uh, yep. That was about no twenty nine words. That was pretty good. <laughs> Short and sweet, but hey, you can't count those six ums. <laughs> well, twenty three words. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What did we see here? Did we see a good match? Did we see a, a nice performance by Sean Spears, by Scorpio Sky, by both? What do we got? I think it was a very good match. I yeah. think Scorpio is so damn smooth. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also appreciate because uh, I used to love this. This is old uh, Samoa Joe stuff is shrugging off moves. You know, uh, when, yeah, yeah. when, when uh, Spears jumped on the top rope and he just sort of hopped off and then pulled him down, you know, I love that kind of stuff because yes. sometimes it brings a realism in it. Who in the world would yep. stand there and wait for that stuff? You know, you push a yep. guy off and pull him. Loved it. Love that. But I also cool, love cool. the ending. Love the ending. So old school. Not only load up the glove, but Tully throw a foreign object into the ring so that he actually turns his back from Spears to huck it in the audience. So yes. that when he does turn around, he gets actually cold cocked. Because yes. you don't do that part. Then why did he fall for the cold cocking? You know, he should yes. be able to dodge the fist or whatever. So yep. for me, 100% old school ending, but a really great match. Thought uh, both guys looked really good here. Yeah. Um, I think these guys should be bumped up to dynamite. Um, I'm rather enjoying them way more than the Dark Order or uh, the Nightmare Collective or any of the other crap we're getting out right now. I these guys did great. Cool. I, I think we're, we're all in agreement here. Uh, I thought Sean Spears looked really good physically. I thought he looked leaner. I like seeing like the, the tights and kind of away from the, or sorry, from the, the, the trunks going away from the tights. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought he, he looked good. Um, something to what you just said here about uh, seeing them more on Dynamite. JR and Tony, both during the match, said that these guys are being underutilized mm -hmm. and they should be on, under, on uh, Dynamite more often. I totally agree with that. Uh, and the same thing, throwing in the foreign object to Scorpio Sky as well. The only other thing there would be just kind of the more typical of, you know, if he went for the distraction or if he, you know, jumped up on the apron or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just 
something that we don't normally see and it told a nice little story just in that like you said from picking it up saying what the heck throwing it out turning around getting popped uh i i same thing i loved it i loved it so it was uh that's probably one of the the uh, you know what I'll, i'd say maybe it was the the second best match on the show for me today. very close very close yeah. Yeah. um there is only one bad thing i want to point out Okay. Uh, and maybe you can convince me wrong about this. Maybe okay. I'm seeing it wrong in my mind. Did you notice when Spears picked up the foreign object where he put it in his glove? Yep. He slipped it inside his hand. Yep. But then kind of hit him kind of a punch thing with his not quite close fist. So I'm in my hand, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be more effective if he just loaded the front of it and gave him a shot like that or whatever? For me, it just seemed a little bit pussyfooting around putting it into your hand like that i don't know yeah no i am i wrong I, I could be wrong maybe does it make the hand heavier is that what they're shooting for no I, but, but um and you know what because i saw that and i rewound it too because i was thinking i was going to be able to call it because you know he did slip mm -hmm. it inside his hand yeah and then i went to go look afterwards to see like okay well when he finished him off did he come across with the close fist punch mm -hmm. and you know what you may be right but I'm, I'm going to give credit where the consistency was there that he slid it on the inside. Mm -hmm. And, and really, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, a closed fist punch is illegal, but mm -hmm. an open palm strike is legal. right. <laughs> so the fact that he still came across and if you want, you know, it was still there. Yeah. So, that's what I was trying to wonder myself. Yeah. So okay. maybe, you know what, maybe the punch would have been fine, but either way he had the foreign object. Yeah. It was consistent there. He put it on the inside. It's not like he went and closed fist. It's like, well, how does that make sense? Nope. Well, it's, it, was, it was that open-handed shot. Okay. And I guess for me, as I was like, I was thinking of the old, like, Larry Zabisco days, you know, yep. you put the roll of coins in and use the fist, but then he put it in, but then he didn't actually hit him with a fist. It was kind of a... It, it, was, it was an open-hand palm strike to the forehead. With Yeah. Yeah. But I guess what confused me is he had his fingers curled a bit, but yeah, he did. Yeah. If, was, if you go yeah, back and watch it, there's yeah. enough. Cause I, I rewound. Cause that was something okay. I was looking to pick Excellent. on. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I was like, Nope, Nope. It was good. It was in the, like you said, he slid it inside the palm of the glove. Mm -hmm. And when he comes across, it's, you know, I'd say there's even less of that. It was almost like a complete open hand palm strike. Okay. Forehead. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Cause I, cause I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to cheap at this match. I I really did enjoy this match a lot, yep. including the ending. Yep. No, no, no. It was, it was good. And, and even to that, I don't know, again, cause I don't watch dark. I don't know if, and if he's yeah. cheated on other matches, but you know, I yes, think nine, nine, okay. 9.5 times out of 10, if someone loads the glove, it goes on that outside, just like you're yeah. describing for the fist. It's that close fist punch. Whereas here, just the fact it was like an open palm. It was just bam. I, I liked it. I was cool with it. So it's, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. We go from our uh, great match here to another what was a non-existent promo that for some reason then turned into a promo yeah. that had no audio issues so they went three for three mm. i i it, it, i kind of felt bad what's her name daisy dasha 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 yeah. well felt, there, there was audio issue like at the just like a touch and then right away it was fixed. fixed okay yeah. okay but i to me uh, it was it was i didn't like the fact that it was like okay let's go to a promo uh he's gone oh but then yeah. alex Marvez, Why whatever, going? <laughs> yeah, he, he catches up with him like five seconds later like oh good thing he was by the parking lot i guess yeah <laughs> did i see that wrong i don't know like no you, you yeah 
it, as soon as that happened, I said to my wife, what was the point of cutting to the, if she wasn't re- like in real news, if they're going to go, okay, Andy, get ready. Oh, Andy doesn't have a thing. Don't bother cutting. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. He's not here. He's not here. Yeah. So that just seemed incredibly stupid that they cut to an empty chair as well. He ran away. Yeah. And then when I was laughing, then all of a sudden Marvis is running across the parking lot, like the boring, most blandest idiot, all of a sudden figured out to hide out by the, by the exit. Like, yeah. yeah. I guess it was lucky he just happened to be walking by or something. Oh, he was lucky to be walking by with a cameraman. Yeah, uh, the whole production crew and a, a boom mic. And, you know, because I mean, there wasn't even really any, any in between. It was just, nope. I don't got him. Oh, no, Alex has got him. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry, sister. You're pretty crappy then. I don't know why we have you because you can't. No pay window for Dasha. Yeah, no. Pay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that okay. being said, that being yes, said. Yes, talk about really... the promo itself or the little the, the conversation. I really enjoyed, I thought Kenny Omega came across looking finally like he's out of a coma. Yeah. <laughs> which he seemed like he was in for the last six months. Yeah. And looking like the guy who's really ready to kick some ass and yes. be a dangerous threat. I you know, agree. He, he had the ramped up thing. It, I came off as probably the best Kenny Omega thing I've seen in a, quite a while. In a while, yeah. Elio, is yeah, this one, this one, I, I really like this promo. Kenny uh, saying he's always been here, but just now he's ready to take back the number one spot. And yeah, uh, all this time it was all Moxley taking like his spots, so and now he's ready yeah. to take it back. Yeah, no, I agree that that's one of the, sometimes you know sometimes the the internet acknowledgments or kind of the fan acknowledgments to me can be kind of hit or miss. This was a good one. Cause it was a legit, you know, like, and we've talked about it before on, on shows is like, where's Kenny Omega? What's happening with Kenny Omega? Okay. Well, is this where he's given the first year to kind of develop now? It's kind of like, okay, what about Kenny? You know, I'm ready to kind of step back and take what's mine kind of thing. So I agree with you guys on that. I, I like that point. Uh, the other thing, and we touched on this very briefly earlier in the show, I think Elio, you, you mentioned it was the, uh, the fact, and, and I, and I made a note because I was going to call him on this where, cause I'd forgotten about their, their match from last year, but it was like a non-sanctioned match or whatever. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Match. So, yeah. so they, they, I think JR or Tony, they talked about, Oh yeah, well they, they fought once before uh, last year. Da, 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 da. And then Kenny's like, Oh yeah, well we've never fought before. And I was like, wait, what the hell? Like, I mean, I, I, I complained about consistency. <laughs> then he explained. What, yeah. Yeah. He explained he, it wasn't a regular wrestling match with rules. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Which again, little things, but just, I loved it. Like I loved yeah. that attention to detail and, and that way he's able to say, look, like, you know, we've never fought one on, yeah, we've never fought one-on-one in a match, like in a regular match for a title or anything like that. So, you know, how are you going to be in this environment? So I, I thought that was great. And, and kind of like, like, like you said, this is probably one of the, the best, uh, best pieces of business promo wise that, that Kenny's that we've seen from Kenny Omega in AEW. And thank God he wasn't wearing goofy ass clothing for a change. <laughs> But he wasn't wearing his shorts. <laughs> yeah, or anything goofy ass. It's he has these horrible shirts he wears sometimes lately. Yeah. This time he was just dressed like a normal wrestler, and I was like, okay, thank God. Well, because he know? was late for a flight, so of course, where was he going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the flight to catch. Yeah, he had a flight to catch. Where was, was he going? His girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of girlfriends, girls, females, good segue. Let us get to uh, our, I guess. I don't want to say semi-main event, but our second last match of the e- no, that was no, no, was that yeah. our second? It's yeah. the second last, yeah. The second yeah, last. second last. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tay Conte versus Red Velvet. Uh, Mr. Logan, sir, you are uh, 
yes we, we love to talk about the ladies of okay AEW. what uh okay things first of all did you notice when uh they came walking out uh red velvet's mixing the pot and she looks over at Brandy, and Brandy is just like, "This is fucking dumb." <laughs> like she looked like she hated doing it. Like, oh god, do I really got to be mixing them? Okay, right away, I was like, "Okay, is there some kind of story going here, or is Brandy just like really come up with something better?" Um, this is what annoys me: is uh, there are some good women's wrestlers. I shouldn't have to be seeing girls like Red Velvet should be on AEW till she gets a little more comfortable and gets her timing up. She should be on Dark. She, or sorry, yeah, Dark. Sorry, yeah, okay. she should be on Dark. Okay, because uh, there is the two of them together was oh, you need if you're going to have one of these girls, you need someone to guide them through this match. Yeah. There was a lot of horrible stuff happening in this match, which was so poorly put together. Um, like, uh, how about uh, every time Velvet throws somebody in the ring, she, she bends over like a stripper. Did you notice this? Has her legs spread and does a shimmy up like she's trying to show off her butt. I was like, is she a stripper? That's the first <laughs> thought that came to my mind. Like, why is she doing this in a rest? This is nothing athletic about that. That you guys go back and look at that. That looks like the kind of stuff you see at a strip show. Um, I'm gonna say this. I, I don't know. I've never been to a strip show, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. You, tell you, you <laughs> took me there on my birthday, Bubba. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, I don't want to. I gotta say this, man. The WWE missed the boat on Taya Conte. Yeah. Um, they always get pretty girls and and max them out to the gorgeousness. They had her always looking just like this average lumpy girl out there she came out today she was her and that anna jay were smoking hot yeah they like, like they both look good yeah like very good and um she looks like somebody that you know she has some skill and yep. she could be just like peyton or those girls who can be an annoying heel or a spunky uh, up-and-comer she may not have the skill to be up there with the big girls yeah but she could be in the mid card but not against Red Velvet. There was stuff they were doing in this match where you just had to groan. I don't know if you caught it, but like Red Velvet came off with a knee that the way they made it look, if she had sold it, you would have thought she would have killed Taya Conte because Taya, it made it look like she hit Conte. Conte was too slow getting back up to move it. So it did the soft graze. Yes. But she acted like nothing happened. Like she got yes. her head back in time. Yes, and I was yes, like, yes. oh my God, that is painful. Then she did this sloppy little kind of cartwheel before her kick thing. The kick at least made it better, but yeah. her little roll thing looked like I could do that and I could barely move. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, this is, I really think that it was a bad idea putting these two together. I think they really, they could have had either one of these versus somebody like Sheeta, somebody like Serena Deeb, somebody like Thunder Rosa, a girl who could carry them a little better and cover up the mistakes. Instead, yeah. they were just exposing things. Like, I'm sorry, but that Taya Conti, it looked like she took a hit, hit to the head, but then jerk her head back really exposed. Was that that kick when uh, she was on her knees? And, uh, I, think that's what, I think that's what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Kaya Conti went, like, her head yeah. back, but yeah. she had already taken the soft grays. And I, I think even the commentators, I think they were confused too. Even. Yeah, because they're like, oh, she took, oh, oh, she must have, she, she dodged that move. Yeah, they tried like, to cover. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that exposes stuff. You know that because you work to make those moves look like devastating, yeah. and then to hit a devastating and then no sell it like, yep, bad, bad. Love Taya Conti's look. Want to see a lot more of her. Anna Jay, I always thought was pretty, but wow. And I got to admit, when she first came out, I was like, is that Tennille Dashwood? Like they have this, <laughs> when she was doing her leather, th- you know what I mean? Like yeah. she looked yeah, yeah. very overly modeled, like not like wrestlers. They didn't look like wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, I give Taya Conti this very attractive WWE, missed the boat, does have a lot of work. Red Velvet too, but man, work on your posing girl because you're kind of looking like a stripper in there. And that's not exactly going to get you very far in the world of professional wrestling. Enough. No, Red, Red Velvet belongs on AEW Dark. This match, yeah, um, there was a lot of things like TJ said that just didn't work. Um, I don't know if Tony, was, Tony would be having a shit fit if he saw the sloppiness. I don't know if it was the, <laughs> or the, the Irish whips as well. Say again, the Irish whip, the Irish the whips. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, there was a, there's a some of them where it's like they, they barely even touch. Yeah, it was like and yeah. it was off pretty, some of them were pretty sloppy looking, yeah. yeah. I did like how energy threw the chair into the ring and Ty Conte was like, no, she, yeah. first she thought about it, then she threw it back out. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little bit of a little extra story in there. So that mm-hmm. was that was good. And, and then even after the match, they were kind of buddy-buddy, weren't they? Yeah, but yeah. she also had that look like, sorry, I did yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah I'm, um, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to add too much to it. Uh, I wrote down decent openings, so I think maybe that's maybe things kind of started off okay, and then maybe kind of tapered. Yep, tapered they have off a good strong opening. There. Um, yeah, the girls. You can tell there's potential there with both. They 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 need you know they they need their work. Um, did you catch? Okay, Andy, you don't watch a uh, sorry, you don't watch New Japan enough, but they kind of did a rip off of the Okada thing, which kind of pissed me off because that's something maybe a big dude should be doing not two okay. little women. And that's where Okada does the thing where he gets somebody into the corner and does the thing to make you flinch and right. then just taps you and walks back. Uh, and they did it to each other. They pulled the Okada thing. Uh, and I was just like, really? You're lower girls and you're trying to do the thing yeah. that the number one wrestler in the world is doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, I didn't kind of catch that per se, but eh, yeah. I, I, You know what? Stuff like that done right like so many things in the right context in the right way that that can work oh yeah but i don't but, think they uh, were the right context for that yeah well that's that's kind of what i'm getting at yeah so um the other thing i kind of made a point in here mm-hmm. uh and i know this was several times throughout the show something that we you know touch on every once in a while mm-hmm. i don't know that i'm a fan of picture in picture Oh, no, no. <laughs> I would rather miss shit and have yeah. you come back and go, this happened. I really hate when they do that. It's like during the match, mid-match, picture and picture. We're going to go into picture and picture. Yeah. And then that one time when JR said, we're going to go into restaurant quality picture and picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, I've tried. I've tried yeah. to watch it, Andy. It's impossible. I mean, I have a big TV and I'm just like, huh? I yeah. can't do it. And you get too distracted from the sound and everything from the commercial. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think why I had it here was because we had that decent opening. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then they went to, it was almost like then a, like a good chunk of the match was in the picture in picture. Yeah. And like you said, it's kind of hard to follow. And then you kind of come back and it's kind of like, uh, yeah, the more, the more, and I don't know, is, is NXT doing that or is it, cause I know they, they yes. made it. NXT you know, does that. And yeah. they, they were saying, Oh, we find other shows are, you know, mm-hmm. doing it or something. And they took their little shot and yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, to me, it's, you know, kind of like, we, we talk about the the old stampede wrestling join a match in progress mm-hmm. just because other shows do it doesn't mean you have to yeah or mm-hmm. you know it, it's i i just assume they're they're gonna go to commercial break slap a hold whatever okay mm-hmm. we're back from commercial break okay let's pick up and go because yeah. to me i don't think this i don't think it really adds no. to the, the overall quality of enjoyment of the show um okay we had our ladies match we have the inner circle promo where they're celebrating uh they're going to vegas it's all on all on uh, mjf sammy comes late there's email issues just like tj just like TJ. <laughs> you're familiar you're from you're familiar with email issues so how did how did you feel about this segment what did you see there uh like i said I- it, it makes a lot of sense. And I kind of had that idea that's what was going to happen, that there was, that MJF is trying to make Sammy look bad to the rest of the things. Cause that seems to have been his ongoing thing. Yeah. Give him the oversized jacket, you know, calling him little things. Um, and for fans, that's exactly why I came on with the whole, uh, you guys give me the thing is I thought it would be a funny joke. Cause they had no idea I was going to be on the show. So, you know, just to tie it in, mix that in together, but uh, it was okay for what it was. Um, I think, this would be a tremendously better story if there wasn't the other story going on at the same time, but it's just too much convolution yeah. going on right now. And yeah, it would be much more effective if he was just trying to get Sammy out first before he does the crap he's doing. But then we also talk about this on aftermath, how after that deletion match, Sammy shouldn't be, shouldn't stay off of TV after he, yeah, I think that was, that was Tony saying is like, yeah, he yeah. says if Tammy, yeah. if Sammy's going to come on at least at least yes. he had the big bandage on his forehead. And Jericho said something about when he didn't show up at the first time, I went to see him at the hospital yes. and told him something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did bring up the hospital. So oh, okay. I, still, yeah. still. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Overall, Tony, you know, Tony's right. You know, that kind of beating or whatever, you, you shouldn't be, but. Thank God he didn't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that once we kind of get to our last match. But yeah. uh uh, Elio, is there anything else you want to add for that segment? Uh, no, that was just the whole same thing. I wanted to bring that up. How uh, it was interesting how you showed up, and even though uh, we we talked about it on Sunday on the yeah. aftermath. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, I yeah, I got nothing else to to add on to there. Uh, before we get to our main event, our final match of the evening. We get the little flashback to Full Gear, the Orange Cassidy Kip Saban promo. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got my stuff. I've got my stuff. Elio, go ahead, because we we kind of talked about this kind of stuff. Have at it first. Was this that, that with the mirror and all that? Yes. Yeah. This uh, still, I got nothing, man. With the, this whole video game storyline, it's ridiculous. All yes. over a video game. So now that leads to a match uh, next week, Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. Yes, yes. That's all. Pass. I pass. You pass? Okay. Okay. 
my issue with this, and if you were with us on uh, Aftermath, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I've touched on stuff before. I will preface this by saying I'm a big Miro fan. I, you know, I, I loved Rusev Day. I loved, every, I loved everything, yep. you know, everything that he did, that he was, you know, that he was saddled with in WWE. I wanted him to come here, make a big splash, make a big impact. Uh, you know, we were, I think we all agree that we were tremendously let down with this whole best man thing. Mm-hmm. And further to that, you have this big pay-per-view. This was his you know, first pay-per-view that he would have been on. And instead of being a monster, instead of challenging for the TNT title, what does he get? He gets about 30 seconds of being the third or fourth best man in that promo in the background talking about video games. And I think I even said to, and I said to, I'm like, this is his pay-per-view appearance is appearing in this promo that ends up setting up for a match. That's going to happen in a week or two weeks. Now tonight we have the first show after the pay-per-view and he gets not even, you know, a live spot on the show. He gets the recap. (laughs) over video games how disappointing is that for someone that could be you know booked as a monster could be booked as a beast could be booked as so many things and this is what he's relegated to (laughs) am i wrong in that am i wrong in that like i mean at the end of the day if if he's if he's happy he's getting paid if he's got you know whatever creative control he has Mm -hmm. but this has got to be and I think this is this is almost a thing now. I don't know if this is a separate separate chapter in the book, but just misuse of talent. Like you talk about WWE signing guys and not using them properly, or just signing them just to have them. Mm-hmm. That's almost how I feel Miro is right now. Just a just a number. Just, just yeah, a, just to have him and. Well, you know what? I, I just want to throw something really quick out there. Why this doesn't surprise me? Why? I'm not like, why am I not going like, why isn't like, why do I not freak out and think, why is Miro, Miro not freaking out? Right. Yeah. I want to cut back. Do you guys remember when Miro first came out at NXT? Like his, his initial first run when he first came to NXT, he would come out with these stupid, it looked like a picket sign, like a, off a, like a, a stick off a picket fence. And it would say like Anderson. And he'd walk out, and if he was facing you that night, he'd come out with no shoes on, which always creeps yeah, I remember the no shoes, yeah, yeah. And then he'd break it on his head or his knee and be all, Machka Krash, and he'd do the – and it would just be like it was so cartoony stupid that yeah. I was like, wow, this big guy is nothing. He's like, I don't see anything. Right. And then it changed, and, and they made him up. So this doesn't surprise me. He's been handed chicken shit before. Yeah. I don't know if he'll make – I doubt he'll make a chicken sandwich out of this one, but uh, – it's not well, like the first time he's done this kind of stuff. So. Okay, but I mean, from everything that we kind of, I think we can agree that we generally know, mm-hmm. something like that coming from NXT, that would not be coming from him, though. That would more or less likely be coming yeah. from the writer. That's the directive, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They, I guess they have more, probably more input here. But right, which is why, which is why I'm saying is to me even more disappointing where you, you say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to show Vince McMahon and I'm going to show everybody. And now, what? <laughs> my, my, my real hope here, Andy, my real hope here is that uh, Miro is slightly injured and is nursing an injury and keeping himself into shape till he can actually perform. 
better. Okay. I mean, that first match he had, it looked like he almost hurt himself. Yeah, Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yeah. you're right, you're right. And it seemed like a weird hesitation. So in my mind, I was like, is he kind of just nursing an injury and they're just using him this till he's ready to say, okay, guys, now yeah. I can go for I now hope that's what it is. Yes. You know? I hope you're right. But I think overall, that still is an excuse. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, the whole video game thing, best man thing. But you know what occurred to me, though? This did occur to me. He has managed now to no matter what the blow off is with Kip Sabian, he can now call himself, and it doesn't have to mean a marriage thing. He can call himself Miro, the best man, as in the best man around or the best man there is. He's managed to subtly slip in an over-the-top thing where he could probably carry that on for a whole different meaning later if he turns into a good guy or an just bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. that'll give him some credit for it, But yeah, the wedding's crap is crap. Yep. Fair enough. We're all in agreement. All right. Uh, as we can, I guess I can say this is kind of like a half promo, half introduction to our main event. Eddie Kingston comes out. I'm sorry. I have an issue with Eddie Kingston coming out. Yes, please. I think I know what you're going to say. Say it. Say it. For someone that was just in a match where anything goes, they were using all kinds of weapon and plunder. There was multiple usage of barbed wire to the head, to the neck, all over, he was looking pretty smooth and fresh-faced. Mm-hmm. We talked, you know, several minutes ago about Sammy Guevara. At least he came out with a bandage. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, suspension of disbelief, whatever. Uh, the aftermath show, uh, Elio. I, I think we kind of touched on the the barbed wire. That one particular strand of barbed wire that didn't seem to be as sharp as the rest. Yep, that uh, that was making the holes, and it didn't make holes. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, TJ, you didn't see, you didn't see the show, but I mean, they, they had the barbed wire on, barbed wire baseball bat, and then you know it was getting used. It was getting shots to the stomach, shots to the chest, shots to the back. Very little, if any, kind of puncture wounds, any kind of any like rips in the shirt, like any. So the rubber shirt. gimmick, the rubber gimmick. Pretty yeah. much, you know, and they they did it several times where they would wrap it around the hand to go to punch, yeah. and. There was like nothing. And then in the finish, uh, Moxley put it around his hand, put it around his, his forearm, and then got the, the choke in. Mm-hmm. And eventually that's when he had to quit. So even then, when he's pulling it off of his arm, you can see where the um, – I can't remember what the right word would be for it. But you can see where it was. You know, like if yeah. you have like an elastic band. Yeah, like the you marks. On, you, the marks, yeah. yeah you, and, you, mm-hmm. and, you, and you take it off and you can kind of see where the elastic band was. That's kind of how that was. Like there was no punctures. There was yeah. no nothing. Um, and, and, hey, I'm all – you know, you try to make things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're protecting guys. You're doing whatever. To WWE's credit, nine times out of ten, whenever we would see something with barbed wire mm-hmm. – even if some of it was gimmicked, you would see enough that guys would get puncture wounds. You would see that the yeah. shirts would get ripped. You know, you would see that Mick Foley was getting popped, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those small things where it's like, you know, you're going to try to do the blood and guts. You're going to try and do this. But to kind of have the gimmick barbed wire, then like that, to have him come out, you know, we could talk about Sammy Guevara. Maybe he should have been on the show because he should still be in the hospital. But Eddie Kingston coming out fresh face like this. Mm-hmm to me does a disservice to that whole match to that whole story to that whole angle okay that, may, that um, is very true yeah so i mean it, it's elio would you agree with me 
Yeah, when he when he came out, he was he looked like nothing happened to him. Yeah. No, I thought like if he wasn't even in a match at all. Yeah. Like he just came out with his face with that look he always has, and he's like looking around and saying, "You're welcome." No, I thought it. Go ahead, Elliot. Oh no, I was done. I was going to say, Andy, because I haven't seen the match, yeah. I thought you were going to go even further with something else here. And okay. this is what bothers me, is I understand that Eddie Kingston has lost an I quit match. After all yeah. the bullshit he said, he was never going to quit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? So he sits down and he's talking with these guys and he's being just as big as a prick. There's no sympathy he's garnering for anything. Yeah. Yet he clearly admits that John Moxley was the better man this day. But then he turns around and is manipulating the two brothers. Yes. And all I can say is that is some inconsistent thing. I would rather him deny. I never really said that. Hey, Donald Trump, it man, just sit there and uh, deny everything. Fake news. Yeah. I never said that. That's yeah. bullshit. Who yeah. said, who heard that? We got it on tape. No, that, yeah. that's somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody dubbed that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't get this. Uh, he referred, he's always referring to Penta as his best friend and Phoenix is just Phoenix. Yeah, well, well, and we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that uh, right away here. But uh, mm-hmm. no, you're you're right about you're right about that too. I think I just I don't want to say I let it slide. I just to me, no. I just the you're overwhelmed by the blood thing. I never got to the, see it, so yeah, yeah the, I would the get visual that. aspect of coming out of a a, a bloody war, mm-hmm. and you're you're unscathed. And wouldn't he look even tougher? Had he come out so. all a yeah. little bit bandaged up, like I'm here, like that no. was a thing. Yeah. I never gave up. Screw I that. I think he had a bandage like, kind of like under his neck or something, even on his forehead. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So that leads us into our main event match. Uh, Phoenix versus Penta. Um, I've got thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll let you guys hit the hit the floor first here. TJ, what did you... What did you get out of this match? What did you like? What did you dislike? Um, I liked it. I thought it told a really interesting story near the end when the brothers really, like when the first rip of the mask, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That <laughs> shit that you never see, you never see Phoenix or especially Penta get their masks ripped. That's a, that's a yeah. rarity. And these guys were hard going at it. Right. And then just to have that real definitive package pile driver on the apron a uh, yeah. Canadian destroyer on the floor. Finish or a Mexican it. destroyer in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The NAFTA. We'll call it the NAFTA destroyer. <laughs> the, NAFTA destroyer. <laughs> the North American Free Trade yeah. Act destroyer. Yeah. Uh, and then finishes him like no, no messing around. He went to all three of those moves. Boom, boom. Took his brother in the ring. Boom. Yeah. I thought that told us great story of like these two guys just escalating their brothers, and you know, like. I started to try to buy into it. I was just like, yes. Oh man, what is he doing? Like, oh, oh, yeah. You know? So I really enjoyed that. I even, I even enjoyed uh, Eddie Kingston coming in and kind of talking to Penta and then just kicking uh, Ray out like he was a <laughs> piece of garbage. He, he did. He just kicked the right off the yeah. thing. Um, so I really did enjoy that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, thought the, thought the, the, the pack thing was not enough. It was just a little weak. Yeah, because yeah. there's actually no, there's no reason, there's no story here of of why Pac is mad at Eddie Kingston, why Eddie Kingston was willing to stand there and go at it. Like, weren't they part of a group or something before the Death no. Triangle? Yeah, death but triangle, yeah. yeah, but Eddie Kingston wasn't around, and so yeah. what? He's just mad that these guys went and joined him. Like that, that there was no uh, explanation yeah, okay. there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Pac was gone, and then Kingston came in. 
Gotcha. Okay. After now, had there been some kind of thing where Kingston was sniffing around or MJF yeah. in it or whatever, that would have made more sense to me. But I felt, and then to not really have them even even get an errant punch in or one yeah. real shove was ridiculous. Uh, you can go out and guys can beat the living crap and almost murder each other, but one guy walks out with his music and then fifteen referees appear. Did they even have that many referees? All of a sudden, there's a zillion guys with striped shirts, and I've only ever seen. You get a referee shirt. You get a referee shirt. You get a referee shirt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were all Dark Order members without masks. <laughs> there is referee shirts. Probably. But yeah. Um, like I said, it, it makes it hard. Now I'm very confused. It's Once again, you're confused. Is Pox never been a good guy? He still calls himself the bastard. Yeah. Yet he's coming out to challenge Eddie Kingston, who you would have thought got some sympathy because he quit, acknowledged the quit, but then turned into a freaking prick about everything yeah. else. So who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Who knows? <sighs> I don't know if even AEW knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, the match itself, yeah. exciting. Like I said, I started buying into it, even right up to the end, even up to the part with Eddie coming out and, and shoving, uh, you know, kicking uh, Phoenix out. Thought it was really solid. Yeah. But I really had a bit of a, a letdown from the Pac thing. Okay. Yeah, I thought, this, I thought this was a great match. Uh, two two package powders, one on the apron, and then finally one in the ring. But as yeah. soon as uh, as soon as Penta went and ripped uh, Phoenix's mask, that was like whoa, because you never see that in, yeah. the, in any in any of these matches. And, so, and, and then give, uh, give Penta some credit because all we've seen him do is Jack for yep. six months. He did wrestling moves. I mean, yeah. what was that crazy thing he did where they described as a reverse? Texas, Texas Cloverleaf. <laughs> that was some cool looking movie. Yeah, pulled was, on him was oh, he was holding him upside down. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Usually, and I've been getting worried because every time they say Penta, Penta does nothing. You watch Penta and Phoenix. Phoenix does 90% of the running around. Penta does his little hand thing. There's a drop <laughs> kick and a, maybe a Canadian destroyer. And that's it. So it was nice to see him wrestle tonight. Yeah. But then, yeah so this, for me, this was a great match. Pike Fowler ever does the. Clean destroyer, the whole all the storytelling in this was really great. All right. I'm gonna throw a different actually here you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on your Penta thing, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you know you say, well, Penta doesn't do very much, but yet he's still so over. I think that's a testament. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, because we talk about that, like, you know, guys that don't have to do much to get over. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it's his look or his personality or whatever combination of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do everything. True. So kudos, True. kudos to him on that. But um, but he hasn't been doing anything in a tag team. So all of a sudden right. now he's exposed one on one and he has to do something. So that's why I said it was nice okay. to see him do something for that's, him. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> um, the match itself, I'll say mm-hmm. that uh, as far as their AEW uh, tenure goes, to me, of course, the, the first one was still blows this one out of the mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, yep. So we got the general agreement in there. Now, the mask ripping thing, the way you guys, it's like, oh, wow, like usually we don't see this. I actually wasn't crazy about it. Okay. And, but as you guys are talking about it from, you know, I can, I can empathize and see it's like, wow, because, you know, oh, this is, doesn't normally happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's so cool. To me, I watched it and I was disappointed in seeing it because mm-hmm. of the fact now, I mean, I'm familiar with Lucha Libre. I've wrestled in Mexico. I've wrestled under a mask. So I, I, you know, I can, I'd like to say that I, you know, I've got the firsthand experience of 
being a part of that culture and, and ex, you know, experiencing that firsthand. Um, but to me, I saw that not as, oh, this is cool. This is something that they, you know, don't normally do. To me, this is something, you know, just like as we've talked about storylines and we've talked about like the, with the bunkhouse brawl, we talked about the dog collar match. I saw this not as an escalation of things, but I saw this as a waste mm-hmm. of something that does have prominence, something that does mean something mm-hmm. in a match that didn't really mean anything. Right. I mean, because right. they're having the match. They're, they're, I mean, you know, there's it's no like, oh, there's, there's no... yeah, there's no stakes. There's nothing, nothing going on. It's, it's not for number mm-hmm. one contenders. It's, mm-hmm. they're not even billing it as like, oh, like a, a rematch or anything from after their first match. It was just, hey, we're going to put these two guys, they had, they had best match of the year for AW. We're going to put them in another match. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked uh, the championship tournament match a lot better than this one. Yeah. 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 And, and again, like if, if there was more story, and even this thing with Eddie Kingston, like I'm watching this, it's like, okay, well, this is kind of coming out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know? So if, and who knows if this, who knows if this is going to go anywhere or mm-hmm. if this was just a one-off thing. Cause even when this stuff was going on with Pac at the end, I, you kind of, kind of see them out there. It's like, okay, so are they cool with each other? And mm-hmm. like, what's going on? Like, if, if this develops into something where he's got them pitted against each other and there becomes more of a rivalry, this mm-hmm. is somewhere down the line that I would expect to see the, the mask ripping spot kind of right. the, the disrespect this way. I just, it, it just, to me, I, well, yeah. Wasted. To me, it's a, to me, it built story. It built story yeah. for the, for the simple fact of, um, uh, from all the times that like I, I went on this kick for like I used to watch CMLL and I watched it for yep. like two years straight when I used to get it and everything and the one thing I noticed is that sure you'd get the devious guy who would try and unmask you yep. or he would try and move your mask right yep but if you freaking hated somebody if you had disrespect for them the most that's when you ripped the mask yeah exactly right and then we've noticed that and, and Elio's brought it up. How many times has it been in front of Ray Phoenix, my best friend and Ray, you know, like he's been cutting this team in half since like for the last month and a half, he's done nothing but putting since the beginning, he's put Ray down and keep saying how Penta is his best friend. So then I had this, it just gave me this overall, the story was that Eddie has now manipulated them so much that they're looking at it. They mentioned, oh, hey, I brought up things and it's not my fault they didn't like some of the things that I had to point out that they got them mad at right. each other. Uh, so it, it got to the, to me, it made it felt like that he had manipulated um, Penta so right. much that Penta was like, I hate my brother. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I disrespect him and I'm going to show that. Yeah, and yeah. then that Ray got, or, uh, Ray got so angry and retaliatory that he's like screw you i'll show you what a freaking just right. you know for so it and not that it i think that for me that's what it actually made it made it go oh they've gotten yeah. so mad that even though this is worth nothing this is no blow off no special no unmasking yeah, yeah. like they hate each other so much at this moment that they're going to disrespect each other the most because we know how much mexican yes. wrestlers respect their masks the mask yeah yeah and as, like i said as you guys say that Mm-hmm. I get that perspective mm-hmm. and you know maybe having said that maybe I, I can buy into it a little more mm-hmm. but like I said for me my initial reaction to it like and I even mm-hmm. I even wrote down why are they ripping the masks off yeah because to me like I said that's 
again, where on the one hand, okay, it's they're, they're building that as the escalation, but at the same time, it's like, man, like, I don't think they had this much heat with each other mm -hmm. that it would warrant mass growing. They did have in the last two teams that they were together, remember, they almost came to blows. Uh, one time they came to a blow in a tag team thing. And then when Ray actually beat Penta before he was too hurt, yeah, uh, Penta was like wanting to go push it further, and then they had a match before that or after that where Ray was the one who couldn't quite back down after the match, right? So, and then if you have you know Eddie saying the crap, yeah, yeah, kind of playing the puppet master kind of thing, yeah. The funny, I, I gotta point this out, guys. Did you notice that we actually kind of got to see their faces, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty close. They look nothing like I would have ever guessed. I'm sorry. I, In my mind, I've always wondered what Penta, because he's got the makeup and the whatever. I thought yes. he'd be the hardest one. But when I saw what Ray looked like, I'm like, dude, never saw that coming. Never <laughs> yeah. saw With that coming. Head, and then it's like he's got the dark, and then yep. he's got the dark wavy hair. It's yeah, like, oh. did not see that coming yeah. from either of those dudes. <laughs> I, I, I find that with a lot of the Mexican wrestlers. Yes. You, you know, you, you try to figure out. I'm sure the same thing happened with me when I had my mask, because I remember yep. uh, somewhere on a VHS tape, I think I still have, uh, when I got unmasked in my match uh, against Pantera del Ring, uh, you know, they took the mask off and they're saying, oh, okay, you know, Akias, Andy Anderson, the Canada, and da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. and, and then they actually had, it was a, there was a newspaper article the next day on it, and mm -hmm. they were saying, I was like, oh, like, he's like a pretty good looking guy, because back then I was yeah. a pretty good looking guy. What and, happened? Anyway, so <laughs> that's a lot of years. We don't have that much time in this podcast no, no. to go for that. No, Andy, you're a handsome young man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a liar, but I still like you. Um, but it, it, you know, and it's people saying it like it's like, oh, that's what he looks like. And I still remember there was a comment from a woman who was like, oh, like he's, you know, like I said, like he's a handsome guy. I don't know why he's wearing the mask, mm -hmm. and and that's kind of the the thing here. And, and I'll even tell. I can't remember if I've told this little short story here, just so I can do some name dropping. Yeah. Uh, back in 1997, I had a couple of uh, matches with WCW, mm -hmm. and my first match was in San Bernardino, California at the Cox arena. And I remember being backstage and I'm, you know, I don't know anybody there really. Like I just, I got this opportunity. I'm there. And at one point uh, I remember walking by and off to the side, I remember seeing Raven and there's a few other guys standing, you know, standing around. And there was this short guy that was sitting beside Raven and he looked like a kid. And I remember seeing him like, at the time, like I didn't go over and introduce myself or anything. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, I wonder whose kid that is. Who was it? And it was Ray Mysterio Jr. I was going to say, was it Ray? I was honestly going to say, was it Ray? <laughs> yeah, because this, like, you know, this would be one of the, you know, I mean, 19, you know, because that's yeah. still like, I think like kind of like very early internet, like worldwide yeah. web. So, you know, chances are nobody really knew who Ray Mysterio looked like. Yeah. And I, that's one of those things I don't forget is like seeing that kid like, oh, I wonder whose kid that is. <laughs> yeah, it was Ray Mysterio Jr. So... Yeah, it kind of fits in perfectly when you say kind of, you know, the mask get ripped, we kind of get a chance to see their faces. And it's, wow, that's not what I thought they would look like. Not at all. Not no. at all. I, and I wish I could have guessed that because in my mind, I always thought I knew Phoenix would kind of look like, but no, he yeah, didn't look like no, that. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, all right. Is there, you, you brought up kind of the pack uh, kind of coming out. Is mm -hmm. there anything else you want to add to that? Do, is there anything else you want to touch on or is that kind of, it was what it was? I'm confused about who the good guy is, who the bad guy is. And do we really keep needing all these AEW bad guys versus bad guys where you're not supposed to be? I would, I would, I would, I would put, 
for who Guga and Bag is between who? Park between Park and uh, oh. Eddie. I, yeah, see, I think Park would be the baby face. Yeah, I'd, I would yeah, I'd say, yeah. say Park is because he's uh, but one the bastard. Master. <laughs> <laughs> he's still calls himself the bastard. He still comes out angry. I don't know. Uh, I Maybe that's the way to go. But at the same yeah. time, they lost a great chance. I mean, don't you think Eddie Kingston could have really parlayed what happened into like a sympathetic babyface role? Okay, he lost the match. He was yeah. a dick. He realized it. Oh man, I, I I thought this was the end. I took I did some bad shit to try and get Moxley. Moxley beat me. Where do I go from here? I'm not that bad of a guy. I don't want to do this kind of crap <laughs> anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, no, and I, that could have been such a sympathetic thing. And then to have him admit it, as soon as he admitted, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna make him a good guy." Yeah. But then he carried on with all the other bullshit. It's like, no, they're playing AEW back and forth crap. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm gonna have a Canadian moment here and politely disagree mm-hmm. with you. I don't think mm-hmm. he's babyface material. I mm-hmm. think he's a heel through and through. So on that, I would go back to kind of how you suggested is, to me, I would rather have him come out, you know. No, I didn't. I didn't say it. I didn't mm-hmm. say it. Nope. We got the tape. It's right there. No, it's it's dubbed. Yeah. This is you know, and just whatever. Even if you're even if you're gonna steer away from Mox, and mm-hmm. you're gonna go a different direction. Just deny, deny, deny. Yeah, yeah. No, gotta agree. So I don't know. Um, overall, how do we feel about tonight's show? Do is this is this? I can't remember now. Is this? Do we do? Uh, do we do? We do rate, the ABCs. Do we, yeah, we the do ABCs. the report cards. Okay, the report cards. There we go. I this think way I said, the consistency for fans. There we go. I know because I think I think Elliot was it during the aftermath show. I think I said I wasn't sure about the Canadian. I, yeah, I you said you yeah. subscribed to the letter or number system. The letters or numbers. I'm not Canadian or American. I just kind of do my thing. So this is we're, we're <laughs> the all Canadian show here. So we're going to do I guess the letter the, system. The reason I do the letter system is because I know they like to take apart and rate each match. Yeah. And the problem I have with that is it doesn't give you the overall feeling. Of it, what is you so, got it is from so. It is so. It's so confusing because. You might be watching the match. You may give it one grade. By the end of the match, you might grade it a, a whole another. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it was just what did you feel like at the end of the show? Was it like again? Yeah. 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 All right. So we'll okay. go to you. What did you What did you find for this show tonight? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. And and the reason why is there was too many times. Do you remember? Have you ever put back in the old tapes or looked in the old YouTube's where they used to show you like Super Clash Three? Okay. You know, and you'd see like a, there was a whole bunch of matches, and then you'd see like the the first five or six matches where there's people wrestling, but there's like twenty people in the crowd. <laughs> there's a fan going, and it, it's got that feel of like everyone's just going through the motions for other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Too many matches today had that going on. Okay. You know, I could see the, I could see the fan blowing the their pants. I could see the thing, and it was just like, are they really? Is this the match start? Is this the pre match? And that's the problem I had with it. It didn't give you the the whole show. Didn't give you that feeling of a full show. Yeah. Plus, there was lots of things that, and 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 I guess we'll talk about this after a little bit about the uh, full gear. Yeah. Nothing translated over. There yep. was no things that happened really didn't go forward with any kind of matches. And the the smallest of appearances, like the Young Bucks. So yeah. I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay, Elio, how about you? Yeah, we didn't really see any follow-up from Full Gear, so I'm going to give it a B minus. as well, this was better than the Go Home Show. The Go yes. Home Show was Go Home Show went nowhere. Yes, it didn't go home. It didn't make it yeah. past the block. Yeah. No. All right. I, you know what? I it's 
I'm I think we're going to go three for three here because that was my first thought too. What was a B minus? There was uh, some okay stuff, some decent stuff, some head scratcher stuff. Uh, <laughs> the audio issues for me. Granted, like me I said, too. this is me this too. is one of the better shows. I think there was like three three promos, three segments in a row where there was either no audio issue or it was momentarily and they got it fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's associated with AEW, that if you happen to be listening to our show, please, please, please fix that audio. Yeah, that's it's a Bush League looking thing. It's so frustrating. You guys are better than that. Please do better. Um, but yeah, and also the same thing. It was better than the go home show for uh full gear not that that maybe says a lot but uh yeah we it had that going for us and uh you know it sounds like they've got a loaded show for next week so hopefully we'll be doing a lot more positive speaking on next week's uh global show trust me it's not like we like to enjoy sitting here uh, putting down stuff i mean i want to see these wrestlers succeed any wrestler not just because they're AEW, and to see some of the, the 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 mishaps and craps we've been seeing lately yeah, and that's Elio and I were kind of talking about that, talking about that before we started the show. And I said, like, I'm getting a little frustrated. I said, like, ever since I started, you know, participating in Global and watching the show more, it mm-hmm. seems like I'm getting more and more critical and frustrated with the show. I said, I don't know if, you know, maybe I'm a bad luck charm. Maybe, maybe if I stop doing Global, maybe the shows will improve. No, they were pretty much the same keel before yeah. you came on. <laughs> they so, had some great ones and a lot of them. Uh... Yeah, but uh, it, I, I think at the end of the day, what, what frustrates me is, and, and I'm not saying that I'm a pro WWE guy. I mean, I'm a pro pro wrestling guy, kind of like you were just saying. I, I want things to be good. I want them to succeed. I want to be proud as you know, being in this business and as a fan. If someone's watching the show that's a casual fan or not an existent fan, to be all like, oh wow, like this is cool. So it, but it frustrates me to hear people that are so pro AEW. It's almost like they're turning a blind eye to all this stuff and saying, oh well, yeah, well WWE this and that. It's like I'm not saying that WWE is doing any better, mm-hmm. but hey, but, don't don't be polishing up this turd and trying to sell it to me as something yeah. better than it is. Yeah, I, I think I guess I guess I maybe and I'm, I just want to take a guess at that. And I want to say that these people who are such uh, turning the blind eye thing is uh, the fact that WWE for so long has worked your hopes up and then taken away the things they want. They don't give you what you want. They give yeah. you what Vince McMahon wants. So maybe people think that even if it's crappier and lower and indie, sometimes they're getting what they want. And that can make a big difference. You know, you get to see the guy you actually pay money to see, not the person that Vince McMahon thinks you should see because he knows you better than you know yourself, which he said many times. So that's a big turnoff yeah. for people. But you're right. You can't just you can't just take indie riffic garbage and go, yeah, it's still better than a- than WWE. No, no, yeah. you can't. You know, I agree, Andy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that that's fine. I just it's like I said, and it, it's it's not a shot at AEW. It's not a shot at mm-hmm. WWE. It's just a, a general shot that, you know, I want this business to do better. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I'm not trying to play fantasy booker. Uh, you know, I try to offer suggestions. I think we all try to offer suggestions for, mm-hmm. for things. And, and we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. We don't know who's hurt. We don't know who's got COVID. We don't know, you know, mm-hmm. who's pissing off who or whatever. So, I mean, that, you know, it is what it is, but I just, I want to see better for the love of our business. I want to see better. True that, true that. And you know what? I got to say, Andy, you did a great job on this show. 
Oh, thank you. Good job. There is only one thing we all seem to have not talked about, which I thought was kind of cool. Did you guys notice that they changed the opening for AEW? It was a whole new opening graphic segment that was much better than the explosive blood and things and whatever they did. They had a whole new opening today, and it was actually not bad, except for your namesake, Big Swole, in the middle of it. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I I, I was running a bit late, so I mean, I had to come in like on uh, uh, PVR, so So I just I skipped right through the beginning. Yeah, and I'm going to confess the reason I didn't. weigh in about uh orange casting whatever is when that popped up i went screw this because i was behind right i had to catch up yep. to you guys like i don't need to see this crap yeah. <laughs> i skipped it i didn't even no. know they actually spoke <laughs> yeah. no it's it uh, and i said out of that whole thing that for me the most frustrating yeah. part is miro yeah holy god the guy who looks like is that maybe the problem is does he look too much like a wrestler where the I don't know. the other guys are like oh you know you know, I could see like I could see Omega doing something with him, but maybe can maybe uh, Cody doesn't want to do anything with the guy who's going to outshine him. I don't know. I don't know, but that concludes I think our uh, our look at tonight's AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I've done kind of the most of the hosting for tonight, but I don't remember exactly how we usually sign off, so I'll let you uh, do the honors of taking us home, so to speak. Okay, well, before we do that, I just wanted to say there was a few little clips because that's all I've seen from uh, Full Gear. Okay. And uh, I saw the Nyla Rose thing, and once again, it proves to me that Sheeta is just one of the top women wrestlers. <laughs> and uh, wow, Nyla Rose did not look good in there. I mean, she did not look good. I mean, she had a cool costume, yeah, but uh, she could not seem to really run with Sheeta. And Sheeta, I think she legitimately might, might have been knocked out or hurt there by the look of one of the things because. Uh, Sheeta really slowed down and worked around it, but it looked like she was kind of holding her up. Um, what was the other match? And I got to say, I really enjoyed, uh, like for me, being a Kenny Omega fan for a very long time, to see the highlights of the match with him and Paige, it was like, okay, that's the Kenny that I've been missing. Right. That's the Kenny, like, I hope we're going to see, because he put on one hell of a great performance uh, from yeah. the clips I saw there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, now I, I'm curious to see what horrible things you said about me on the opening when I wasn't there. Before, <laughs> be, before we set off, we, we should yeah. uh, we should uh, cover we should mention where fans can write in. Oh yes, yes, that's yes. right. Actually. So oh, right, um, this, is, this is why I'm saying I can't remember how yeah. we do our, our so endings. If I, so if, if fans want to write in, send comments. You can do that. By, do. You can do that on Facebook at Wrestling POE Podcast. Instagram Wrestling POV one and Twitter at Wrestling POV. And don't forget that we are one of many shows on the Wrestling POV network. You have Global, which appears every Friday involving the three of us. We also have WPOV Wrestling, which comes on Saturdays, which features Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano the third, where they take a light, a very deep look at all the going ons in the WWE uh, universe, except NXT UK, which it doesn't exist in the end to them. But <laughs> they uh, they take a look at that, and they even do a little bit of a comparison of AEW versus NXT in the Wednesday Night Delight, where uh, if Andy ever watches the other shows NXT, he can vote in on time. Probably not though; he's a busy man. <laughs> We're lucky to get him for what we got. So uh, uh, you can watch that. We also have WPOV Quarantine which uh, appears every every Tuesday, which is a Zoom format show featuring the three of us where we invite wrestlers from all across North America. Sometimes, hey, we had a guy come in from New Zealand one time. We uh, sit around, we have some well-named guys, some uh, up-and-coming guys, some veterans. 
we, we sit and we talk deep into a topic. We've done so many different topics and uh, we'd like, hey, we told you guys where to write in. There's a topic you want to see. There's some uh, guests that you think that you want to see. We can try. I mean, no guarantee we'll get them. But we've had some great ones, including last week. We had a, a terrific one involving three female wrestlers who took a really deep look at what it's like to be a, a woman wrestler in the different years in professional women's wrestling. And, uh, you know, we've had some so many great topics. Some are fun. Some are silly. Most of them are just some deep talks about some really cool stuff. So I invite you guys to join in to see that. And you heard uh, Andy, which I believe he hosted the last one, WPOV Quarantine. Quarantine is a special show that we try Aftermath. and do. Aftermath. Yeah, I said quarantine. Aftermath <laughs> is the show that we try and do after a uh, pay-per-view or a big show of some kind. But we try and do it fresh right away, right off the thing, and talk about what we've seen. And uh, sure, some, we may talk about some of that stuff on other shows, but here's a chance to get a mixture of all the WPOV guys. Who knows who's going to show up? That one had Elio, <laughs> it had Andy, and it had Tony Diaz. So who yeah. knows would be on the next one, but they're fun. And they're one of the many shows that we have. And we have a bunch of stuff coming for you fans in the future. Uh, we're also taking requests of things you want to see here and do. We're the people for you. WPOV network is here to put your point of views, our point of views and other wrestlers point of views. And remember wrestling's fun. It's great. You're part of a family of, of guys who, Enjoy something weird when there's men or women wearing their underwear, wrestling around homoerotically in a ring, if that's your thing. I don't know. That's how people have described it, but we know better. And we Did you know mention the platforms better. that we can, they can find us on? Screw that. I ain't mentioned no goddamn platform. Okay. Platforms. <laughs> I have just been sent to the principal's office and whacked across the hand for a, for a, a whipping. That's what we used to get in Canada. I don't know what you know. Uh, I get a whipping on the hand. So I just got one from Principal Elio. And uh, you know what, so what, me? what we'd like to say is what he's reminding me of is to tell you the different platforms. Who knows what platform you're listening on, but Facebook is one. We have iTunes, TuneIn iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Pod, Podbean? Is Podbean. A Podbean. I always forget the Podbean. Yeah. And that's, the Podbean. The only one, that's the only one I remember now because that's what you always I forget. forget. <laughs> <laughs> but there's many platforms. You have no excuse not to watch us, to listen to us. And you want your wrestling fan? We're wrestling fans. We love to hear what you guys are all about. We love to tell you what we're all about. And it's just a fun time. So, you know what? It's been a great show, Andy. Thanks for filling in. Uh, sorry, I, I slid in on you guys uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> and uh, like I said, it was fun, though, to get in. And uh, Elio, like I say every week. Fans, we will talk to you. Fans, we will talk to you all next week.